Hi, everybody. Welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast, episode 180. We're back down in the basement to talk about another week of wrestling. Another week without impact. Uh, sorely missed. So, so I just texted you at work. I, I did watch Ring of Honor. I took that bullet for everybody. And I saw I'll talk a second about, with Athena and Billy Starks. That was okay. It was okay. I'll talk about the whole show. It won't take me long because thankfully it was an hour. That was one of the savings. And they had 50 matches in that hour? There was a lot of matches in that hour. Yes. Um, so we'll talk about that. We also attended a, I was going to say local indie show, but that's not true. Local. Enough. I mean, it was an hour and 10 minute drive, so that's not super local. I but guess. For, for, oh, I guess for indies now. Yeah. We went to GCW, not that GCW. It's great Canadian. I mean, they had the belt. They did. They did. They retired the, you noticed they were using the GCW as in Game Changer Wrestling belt for. Yeah. Which what, they didn't before. They actually had their own belt before, but then the guy who was champion, the, he had the, like, the main GCW Did John belt. Atlas? Yeah. Yeah. And it was like obviously not made as well because it looked like the thin plates, but so they they did get a belt made and they, which like it looked decent. It looked better, yeah. They a, replaced it in the before the match started, I guess. Design wise, okay. Quality wise, looked pretty solid for them. Yeah, it was season beating, so it was in theory. One, I think one of their bigger shows. It didn't really feel like it, to be honest. Ah, uh, title changes. So it mean. did have title changes. I still had a good time, obviously, because one of our favorite things is just. There's always fans that don't disappoint. Yeah, one us. guy who actually got in the ring. One guy who I think was super drunk would be my guess. Uh, and yes, so my question to you: Did he know the people in the row? Because he went and bought the kids in his row masks, and then he was getting really like the the boy was, that looked about your age who was super uncomfortable with this guy. Like he was like less reactive than us, even hanging off even of them, talking to them. Yeah, but then he was sitting with the other people, so I'm, I don't know if he's like. I did was... they actually know him, or were they just like that guy was sitting next to them and is like drunk and will talk to everybody near? Him? I don't know. Me I was either. really confused, uh, just like what his whole deal was and then they had to like get him out of the ring i think during intermission um and the kid suit right beside me was super into it like rocking back and forth on his seat and shouting like, things repeatedly yeah um so i unless you're in ontario it won't mean much but i guess the two big gets for them were Tarek, right who who's like a pretty well-known ontario well, indie, no, maybe no, well Canadian regarded indie. Canadian indie, yeah yeah like a explosive athlete looks good uh and then the other was we've seen him at a super kick show where we saw house of black in that awesome six man tag many moons ago um so it was pretty ricky what's his last name wildy wildy he's kind of like our a canadian dalton castle he reminds so me a lot of castle his character work was amazing just he's so awesome. intense and oh, he was like yelling right in a kid's face and just his he got like nose to nose with a kid i don't know if he knows the kid or something but he yeah he was something else and it was funny because he was in the main event facing my favorite bone yeah. crusher honestly he made the main event for me just because bone crusher awesome. steve brown is that his name yeah he is like 400 pounds and really can't do anything um so you need either he's usually in multi-man matches or like hardcore matches um but this was was it hardcore no right yeah it was oh it was the christmas presents which were a chair in a box but um so yeah it was a lot of character work for pretty ricky and he is he's impressive like i i can't say he was impressive in ring here just because we don't know from this i mean I his opponent's so limited we liked him in the 
at super kicked as well. Yeah, no, I remember him standing out a little even then, but just him, like, f- especially going full heel here was f- fantastic. And we saw Jax, what's his last Williams. name? Williams. Williams, we like him quite a bit. Yeah, he's, and he was with that survivalist dude who's actually solid. Yeah, he's good. And we, she, he, Jax is now partnered up with, I don't know her name, but some tiny woman. And they're a good little heel. Selena indie. Vega type. Yeah, like a good heel indie act. So it wasn't the best GCW show I've seen, but I always have fun when we go. So we went out, had dinner, went to that Got show. A, Taurus figure. Oh, they were selling what's the brand that was there? Uh, Legends of Lucha Libre figures. They had him, uh, Hijo del Perro Guayo, and uh, Vampiro. And we just saw, Tur- you got to see like peak Taurus because we watched him face Vikingo. Uh, yeah, we talked about it. On which the was amazing. ROH show. Yeah, they had so. another match on Rampage. I watched that too. It felt like a eight minute version of the one they had on the pay per view, basically. Mm-hmm. A lot of the same stuff. Yeah, I got an actual Taurus figure now, which is kind of cool. It looks and nice, the, and the scale's pretty much right. Scale so. is right. It's basically, it's got, like, basically the same articulation as the new basics, where, like, with the new articulation, so right. it works out solid, but that was pretty nice. And they actually had some replica belts. They're not, like, up to WD shop standards, although they did have the Shawn Michaels belt, but then, but still, like, belts there and a bunch of figures and mm-hmm. a bunch of other and Thing, I remember and to things. take cash so we could do, because it's always for charity with them. We took food for a food drive. We bought 50-50 tickets where the 50 that the person doesn't win goes to the food bank. So uh, I think the lady who won just She just donated the whole that, thing, yeah. which I thought about doing if I won as well. Like, why wouldn't you sort of thing? it? Unless you really need the money, obviously. But it was a good time. And I guess Christmas has happened since we last uh, recorded. So you got... You didn't get many figures because I, a lot of actually, them are technically the tally was one back ordered or delayed or yeah, whatever. Yeah, but um, got Carmelo Hayes coming, which I expected. I just knowing how I as I've come to know how you think with my Christmas, uh, I I knew you would yeah. get me him because we both like him, and I know especially for you, he's someone I don't have yet. Correct, that's my favorite. And also, he was admittedly high on my list, so there was that. And then also kind of fitting that was I'll get that LA Knight basic, the first LA Knight, which is good because contested the new basics. Although I did yeah, see a new, done that yet. a new battle pack at Walmart. So I was considering getting that. And then also blue Stardust so we can right. get both Stardust, which because I think is necessary. And yeah, yeah and then, so that's nice. So you picked and then we got that Therese Supreme Phoenix. And Shelton got Benjamin. Got Ruthless Aggression, Shelton Benjamin here from Randomly. I think Mania 21. So we hit a couple of cool. random Walmarts on the yeah, way to the, and from Honestly, the first the one was the only one worth. I think it was at the the one uh, near our old closest Taekwondo yeah. stopping, stomping grounds. Well, not closest to us, technically. No. Because we got one. Uh, Closer. Very local. But yeah, no. And then um, we got, I think I got a few wrestling shirts. I got the, um, what are they call it on shop aw i got like the special version of the bullet club gold shirt it's mm-hmm. like top rope tuesday that's what it was yep they had like this so because i have the standard bullet club gold where it's like kind of got that darker gold and it's like kind of glittery almost yes. um but then like a little while ago they put out this special one that's got like it's what would you say like it's got like that effect where it's like supposed to look like it's shining but obviously it's not actually i don't know you know you what i mean like yeah. it's like supposed to look like chrome but not yeah, really it doesn't have the actual shine effect um and then i think like couple weeks before Christmas or whatever, they had a uh, sale where they were bringing back some little designs. So that was one of the ones, and I really wanted that. So I should have gotten that white Better Than You Baby shirt too, but we didn't. Um, so I got that, and then I got the Hangman shirt that says Anxious Funny Little Cowboy Yeah, on you it, wore that already a couple I'll, times. I'll love that because that's already com- – I think that already confused my aunt, right? So well, for people who don't watch wrestling, it makes no sense. It, so it's literally none of those things apply to me. 
maybe anxious at most, but like no, yep. it's it'll be funny. And then I got what was the hoodie? Oh yeah, we got mogul affiliates. Yeah, which for, he wore too. The wrestling Swerve boy. Show, I think, yeah, right? so that was nice. Which I mean, I didn't like that era for him, but I always love Swerve. So and I'll I wore my it. FNS wrestling T-shirt that one of the three that I got made, and I'm sure we're picking up a ton of listeners from that indie show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't think so yeah but uh yeah christmas was good we we do have capabilities to make merch although we probably will not open gifts we uh i've actually started now looking at like things to make your own t-shirts just because it's interesting to me it would be interesting like yeah. getting the equipment and just making them ourselves sort of thing with whatever graphic you want i like the they... one you have that's like a gray shirt with the black oaks i like yeah, it's like me too it's really muted yes i like that one that's like my that. favorite i think so far yeah um, so yeah, we had some family over briefly Christmas Day. Your aunt was here. We, I don't know, had some turkey and whatnot, did the usual stuff. And we're just sort of enjoying being on holidays for, I guess this is week one of two. Week Be one heading, of two. I was already down in Mike's garage today to watch a bit of Canada playing hockey. They, wow, name drop. The juniors lost. Mike's garage is legendary to the people in FNS wrestling. <laughs> Um, it's my local haunt where I end up. I'm actually could be there right now, but I'm doing this instead. So, yeah. and then maybe tomorrow night they want to get together and have a dark and turn. Tomorrow night so is we'll also see. well, as the time of recording, it's tomorrow night. But I guess at release time it'll be tonight is uh, World's End, of course. Yes, because which we're... I guess is our last chance to get any uh, match of the year candidates. Because right. technically it'll apply. It'll be really weird, but second last day of the year, uh, we could get some contenders i don't i don't think so which reminds me we maybe. do have the best stuff pretty much done and ready to go like yeah. there's only a couple categories yeah. i have worst of will be like probably the last thing but yeah. best of is i think um for me i'm ready to go for that i think it, i'm, I'm pretty just waiting close on too. you um, speaking of ready to go this is like 10 minutes of banter for us yeah that's too but much. i mean to be fair it's mostly that's, wrestling that's really too much talking. which is not what people want in the banter the people that listen to the banter don't want wrestling that i know because it's all they listen to they listen to us banter and then they're like oh god they're talking about wrestling and we're out oh i don't know what that is and then they get out but um yeah so we will move into talking about some wrestling right about now and we'll start out with what we thought was a pretty lean week in terms of wrestling news and rumors so in ratings this week did you hear the big news it happened Dynamite beat Raw, apparently. Oh. Well, because Raw didn't really run a show. So it's like oh, yeah. beating the team when they played all of their bench players, basically. So yeah. Um, uh, not Reference really, understood. Not really anything of note, to be honest. But uh, we do have the ratings. So NXT this week averaged 670,000, which is up 4.5%. Earned a 0.19 in the key demographic, up 11.8. We'll talk about the show later. It was headlined by Eddie Thorpe versus Dijak almost a Donovan Dijak to go back Dijakovic Dominic Dijakovic TR in the, in the second ever NXT Underground match right which you watch so we'll talk about that when we oh, get there mid. Uh, AEW Dynamite averaged 843,000 viewers this week up 7.8% and earned a 0.31 in the key demo which is a good number for them up 19.2% it was a I would say wrestling in-ring action packed show again with two the finals in the Continental Classic in each pool, the, right? The league so, finals. And I think each of those matches was over 20 minutes. So lots of in-ring on that show yet again. Good numbers for them. Um, what do you have for us in I this don't. week, week of news? Nothing. You didn't have anything? I could not. I'll just rattle some off then. Um, I watched ROH. I'll talk about it later. But what we do get, the Women's Television Championship is being done in a tournament, which I think you talked about last week. I saw week, Billy Starks. you talked about to it. me. So they... <laughs> Uh, they didn't give a bracket yet, but we got five competitors. They all got a chance to give a little bit of a promo on 
ROH this week, despite there not being much on that show other than match, 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 match. There is the odd, like, tiny little... At least so there's that. They did each get a, a chance to say something here. So it's Billy Starks. Uh, more on her because she was on a match on the show and I have thoughts. Rachel Ellering, who I've liked in the past. Layla Hirsch, who I like. Yeah. Uh, Kira Hogan and Lady Frost. So those were the first five. Top tier. Sort of feels like just based off those five, this is a showcase for Starks because some for some I, reason... Because she's got the Athena thing, I guess. Right. But Athena... So I, on the show this week, they had a segment and Athena's like a heel and not... Like kind of being nice to Starks, but not really. I think is I what think it it's because she's not going for her belt now. Right, it's like, and that's her thing is I tried for years, I didn't get it, and now I'm going for another one. So now Athena's like fully supportive of her, I guess. Right, because she's staying away from her belt, and right. not a threat to her. Even though I don't think she's a threat, period. But you know, but it feels like somebody there in, that matters likes Billy Starks. So I feel like that's where yeah, this tournament... it's a little weird to me. I don't really see uh, it, but I didn't see much in the match she had this week. To be honest, I'll talk about it when we get there really quickly. But did you um, watch the one she had with Athena? I did not watch that one because that was the main event, right, of that yeah, show? Yeah, which I thought was a weird choice. I didn't watch it. Um, so Sean Spears is gone from AEW. I don't know why it's included, but what's his age, do you think? Because it's included. 41. Very close. 42. Oh. So he revealed on social media uh, about his departure and he said it was his decision and he thanked the organization for five years that of sucks. growth and development. No, there was no like growth nor, neither growth nor development. Really, there was development. He had a glove, and then he, he did didn't. have a glove. I I like Sean Spears. I don't know. I thought the chairman thing had legs, pun intended. When's here's your impromptu quiz? When's the last time he wrestled for AEW? Oh, it was. Wait, it was Battle for the Belts, wasn't it? Okay, so that's the second last time. Damn. Okay, that's the best. He I lost to who at Battle of the Belts? Luchasaurus. Correct. I know that. He had one after that, in a very very multi person match. I'll say that. I don't know. Over budget charity battle royal. Mm. was his last appearance apparently i would uh, have liked him as tnt champion or something we don't dislike him where do you think he fits impact i agree tna you mean tna impact is dead okay no it's not, exactly it's not what 2024 I yet but no tna is perfect for because him. he was comp- there's no chance on a roster as deep as AEW. he's getting anything he's no. not to that level like he's maybe now with two shows the kiss but... of death is the good hand but he He's a quality in ring performer. He's he not was amazing. always good, He's like good. in the factions when he was in like Pinnacle or whatever. That was he solid. has the ability to connect. The he 10 can thing. talk. He can, and he's big. Yeah, the like ten in, thing impact, was good. He'll be big. The perfect ten things were a good thing to have. Or I always thought the chairman thing was kind of cool. Yeah. Just like a maniac beating people with a chair would be kind of fun. So and when he comes or. into TNA, he'll be a big guy. So if he wants to go heel, he'll be like I could see him as because even um, when Cardona rolls in there, he's big. Right? I could see him as a champion in TNA. For I could sure. too. So um, I would hope he ends up there just because I'm. I always kind of liked him. good Canadian boy. Yeah. Um, so again, I texted you this and you said you don't think so. And then I sent you a screenshot of where it said so. So I don't know if how mad to be, but I will. So. I, okay, I'll say it after. Uh, say Swerve it after. Strickland versus Keith Lee, maybe on zero hour is what I saw. I think not End, because... Which is, if so, I'm angry. Well, because... here's the thing right now. So, AW, and so as a detail-oriented person, I'm looking at this. And so... I saw the well, graphic. Here's... Okay, so here's two things now, I guess. So we have... Where's... Down here. Okay, so we'll look at um hook and yeah I Yuta. Saw that. that's and it specifically it says, says zero hour right there right, right? on the and official graph you go down to keith lee and swerve and it doesn't no and then here's the thing that they posted with all of the main card matches note yuda and hook are not here in the battle royals okay, here, the pre-show matches so then 
the main card matches are all there. You can see Swerve and Keith Lee there. Swerve, I don't. Swerve I know on. he's only facing. Swerve would not be on a pre-show. I, I know it's only Keith Lee, but Swerve on a pre-show so. is offensive at this point it to is. me. It's so blasphemy. No, I'm not almost happening. positive he's not because that would just be insane. Two more things from the world of TNA. Uh, looks like the Grizzled Young Veterans are going to debut at Hard to Kill, which you, I think, mentioned to me. That's very cool. Uh, it is cool. They're coming for the Impact Tag Team titles. I guess TNA Tag Team titles. Man, just when I wrap my head around saying Impact all the time, they switch it back on me. But anyways, so they became... I free- would watch them versus ACB for sure. They became free agents in October, requested their release in April, right? But that was denied and they had to finish their contract. So they did. Again, I think they're a really good they're fit so good. for TNA, right? Yeah, I would like to see them in AEW just to bolster their division. I think they'd have better hopes than Sean Spears would, obviously. They would. But um, I think if not AEW, Impact's a solid fit for them. TNA, whatever. Because you've got, you've got ABC, the Rascals, Good Hands, and them. That would be four tag teams off the top of my head. Moose and Myers. Uh, and then whoever else they want to put together. Okay, so speaking of TNA, the only other thing I wanted to talk about, it was the Hard to Kill card, and you're going to sort of give me... I'll start at the bottom. It's you're kind of questionable. I've seen some advertising. Like your some of the interest in the matches as we go, just quickly. Digital media champion no. Tommy Dreamer defends against Krizazzi Steve. Krizazzi. Uh, I haven't seen much from Steve since so the vignettes. So they, they re- kind of dropped the ball. because Right. They, they already rebooted have a him. I thought it was really, really cool. Yeah, and then they kind of went, oh, we're going TNA. Let's everything just in a holding pattern. And so I haven't seen him in forever. Haven't but I, they, I think and he already had a match with... Dreamers. So. I liked what he was doing most recently. Yeah, but I don't want Dreamer anywhere near anything I watch. So, so I feel like that. he has to win here. But the digital media title is so lame. Like I like them having two mid cartels. I think two mid cartels is always strong. Mm-hmm. Like Intercontinental US, you know, and then AW had TNT and International. Obviously now they're doing a third one, which is unnecessary. Correct. But I digress. Two is always good. I think right. If you mm-hmm. have a solid size roster, which they do, they do. Two is good. They, two. They've always had the X division. That's the thing with TNA. They've always struggled with the secondary title. Like they had that the Legends King of the Mountain TV title that existed for a while. You know that one. Yep. And then they the had, TNA title was back. They had then they had like the Grand title. Yes. For a while, which I I don't even know what that was. Anyways, the digital media title. I don't I don't like the look of it. I don't like the name of it. It's just like. And clearly, you failed as a digital media title if your champion is Tommy Dreamer in 2023, 2024. Yep. So, I like I would hope Crazy Steve wins here. I'm not interested at all. But I just they need a new secondary belt other than the X Division title. They need just like something better. TV title? I don't know, like an actual. And one. Steve was cool, and Dreamer's not. So make that switch. Yeah. A bit of a digression, but you know I watch random wrestling to fall asleep. I was watching the first ever TNA pay-per-view which i think was not weekly or a week 2002 then weekly yeah i don't know if it was oh two then yeah oh was it it was uh interesting there was a lot of stuff that you couldn't put on tv now that their treatment of women was not strong like literally women dancing in cages as you uh, like on the entrance ramp it sounds like a wrong uh sorry next pre-show match eric young and kazarian versus brian myers and eddie edwards so i'm put, surprised they wouldn't put that on the main just card. feels just, like i'm not saying because it's just like town evolved they tend to just throw, throw that all the veterans together and pair them off and away we go they tend to do that on the main <laughs> card anyway so i'm surprised they had the sense to put it on the pre-show swan and macklin what a free fall for macklin has gone from company champion to on the pre-show in a pretty random match um yeah. then you get on the actual show itself, it looks like GYV versus whoever, so that's interesting I'll to me. I'll watch that for GYV. PCO Dirty Dango, not interesting that's, at all. I don't know why you do that. Knockouts Ultimate X, don't know who's in it. That could be fun. That could be all right. Uh, X Division, Sabin defending against Kushida and Vikingo. That looks good. Yeah, that should be fun for sure. 
Um, Trinity against Jordan Grace, meh. Nah. Like Grace, Trinity kind of bores me. Um, Drop Jordan Grace on her ass. Shelly versus Moose. Mm. I think oh, Shelly retains, think right? And it's not, not of high interest. Oh, Just an, again, they haven't like... Is Osprey or caught on that one? Or are they on the... No. They're, they're not on the, the other one. No, they're so on that the snake eyes. And again, like they've just been, they've hit the pause button like over a month ago. So the build for this stuff is not really existent. So it's kind of weird. It but is anyways, very weird. And I imagine some sort of surprises and whatever, as this is a full reboot they're of the show. So. Signing someone, right? I feel like it has to be Okada. I don't. I feel like it if, just. I don't know if why. It's the it TNA just seems... reboot. It would make sense for it to be Mercedes Monet because they're going to really focus on women again. I don't. I've which heard is she's cool. in talks at WWE. I don't know. Depends. I just I to don't me, know because doing TNA means you're going back to X Division and the women being forefront, I don't, which I'm cool with. I because feel like that'll be part of it, but I don't. I don't. I feel like they'll still keep other stuff in the focus. Obviously, they will, and I'm sure um, it still means experimenting with weird style of matches and stipulations. Six and stuff ring, too, as they tend to do. I feel like just because like it's weird that Okada's coming back after the Okato experiment yes. or okata sorry um from but, but now he's an established megastar he can still go and work some new japan yeah. dates so i just don't i don't know if he's gonna go to AEW. i don't think he needs to i don't, I don't really want him to because i it's think not he like, kind of fits wwe better yeah if they if they ever felt they could push a foreigner which is ridiculous which, uh i just like well personally for me with him in AEW, it's like He's great and all, but I've never loved him that much. Like, it's not like Switchblade or Osprey or yeah. the, from Japan where I've, like, I followed White decently as much as I could for New Japan guy before he came. Osprey, we've been catching a lot of yeah. in the past couple years yep. before he came. Um, and, I mean, I guess they're Gaijin, so that's part of it. But, like, mm-hmm. just they, there's way more appeal than, for them than Okada. So, Okada, I don't really care. Like, he could go to Impact and I don't care. Like, I would have been disappointed if Osprey signed with them. You know Me too. I mean? But Okada, and sorry, when I say uh, push foreigners, I don't really mean foreigners because they have no problem pushing like Drew McIntyre and Shane even and, eventually, and um, Walter Gunther. But Gunther. maybe it's visible minorities they have a problem with pushing. Nations, yeah, because like they've never really full blown pushed a nope Japanese nope. or. Well, and it's we'll certainly say Japanese not for a lack of talent from Japanese wrestlers. No, Nakamura so. should have been a champion multiple times over by now. And, like, even, like, Tajiri was always a comedy guy. Um, yep. Or Cruiserweight. Tazawa even. is a joke. Tazawa is a joke. Tazawa could do better. He's really good. He um, could do way yeah, better. Yeah, Tazawa could do better. Um, I just like to say Kushido Vince, is never even Vince really is a much. racist, and he's fine as long as the people from other countries mm-hmm. look like him. Vince, Would be my, my theory only, obviously. Vince is mostly out of there, at least. Thank mostly. goodness. Uh, okay, so... That ends news, I guess, and we'll move into our in-depth review each week, and that's taking a look at this past Wednesday night's AEW Dynamite. So I was definitely looking forward to Dynamite this week with the two um, final matches, Um, and you want to shout out Ghost Jam now or later? Um, You told me he's a genius. I... I'll talk about it later, but okay. yes, Ghost Jam is a genius. He is. One of our regular listeners who uh, corresponds with us through comments and whatnot. Probably one of our most loyal listeners, as far I as I know. I will give him credit later. He called it. He did. Well, it was probably before the semis. He, he and I believe, I have no reason or sorry, not, not to Sorry, not before the semis, him. before last week, I think. And he, that was, he's saying that he was sticking with his original prediction, which was correct. 
So yeah. from when it started, He's he said this. He's a genius. He is. Um, but first, we have the Connell Classic Gold League uh, final, or the I guess the semifinals of the tourney overall, mm-hmm. but the Gold League final, which is Swerve, Strickland versus JY versus John Moxley. Which and just... for me, it's extremely difficult to have a better dream match than this on paper. And in this day and age, these are three of my favorite guys all in the same match. It's really difficult to top this. And what a great time to be a wrestling fan in terms of like the depth of talent everywhere. There is there is super talented wrestlers everywhere. The problem with companies and shows and stuff is never the talent at this point, right? Like no. there's lots of amazing. Even in wrestlers. WWE, it's like it's just the style for me. Right. But there's it's always the style guys and the I like writing on the and show. the yeah. There's always guys I like there. And Impact's got some solid talent. Yep. New Japan's still kicking with some people, you know. Yep. Um, so this is a quite a group in this match. This is yeah. This is pretty crazy. Uh, there's a lot of crowd brawling early on, which wasn't the best start to the things for me, but I, I thought it was a minor hiccup in the road i thought or a bump in the road yeah it's just i mean if i i was gonna nitpick it but since you brought it up i'll do it here i'm not a big crowd brawling fan in general and you have arguably three super elite wrestlers so yeah. this is basically why are you taking time away from them to handicap them you have them for several minutes doing stuff anyone can do yeah i guess is my point when they can do stuff other people can't, and that yeah. should be the focus. That's, but a minor, that was kind of how I felt. But yeah, I feel minor, like it minor. ended up being a more a minor enough for thing, sure, right? It was just kind of the start. They got it out of the way right away, and yeah. then it was things picked up. Um, in the crowd, Swerve sat Mox on a chair and he had a running knee at him, which I thought was kind of cool. Uh, later on, White hit that suplex in the turnbuckles to Swerve for a two count. Uh, Swerve hit a like a frog splash kind of cross body to the outside to both of them. Uh, Mox hit Swerve with a power driver for two, and then he went right into the hammer and anvil elbows. Uh, Mox caught Swerve midair and hit a paradigm shift for two, which it's one of those things where you don't, I don't know what Swerve is going for there. But yeah, okay. that was when it, we were joking that he was chop blocking his knee he from was the front. He was trying to like flying headbutt to the kneecap or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mox went to power drive Swerve through the timekeeper's table, but White came in from behind him with the chair. And then uh, you hit him in, again in the knee, which and, and at this point, I commentary just threw me for a loop. They're like, it's no disqualifications. And I was like, what? Right. It's no, it's like, what? It's crazy. And then, like, they also said the apron's the hardest part of the ring. No, like, can't be true. And, All the tropes. And they don't have to be factored in the decision. That's just, that's ridiculous. Um, House called a white, which is always beautiful. Forever just splashed the white from Swerve. Mox broke the pin with the curb stomp, which... I thought that was cool, but I didn't like the way Swerve pinned him because it was kind of like, you know, you're complaining with Riho whenever they yes. Swerve did that, yeah. which I noticed, which I was like, I was a little like, but at least the curb stomp's cooler than bridging and out. And technically, you know I mean? after the stomp, he was still in contact. So he could have. Could have yeah. been still so keeping nit- counting. So nitpicks there, yeah. nitpicks there. Uh, Mox had white in a sleeper hold and Swerve broke it with the house call, which I thought was a lot better than the curb stomp bit. Um, Swerve got clocked with the Larry from Mox that looked awesome uh, and then he immediately ate a Blade Runner and Swerve barely made the save on the pinfall at the last second mm-hmm. uh, King Kong Lariat which looked awesome again and a Death Rider to Switchblade and Mox picks up the win in this one yeah this was uh, just under 24 minutes so really really long TV match awesome TV match nitpicking the crowd brawling and the only other thing that I would nitpick is um there was a large chunk where it was like one on one, and then I've also felt like it was a lot of the rotating one on one, which or we've like, already at times. seen these matches in a tournament, and I was hoping that they would do a yeah. lot of three, which they did get all three of them involved for the last few minutes, which I think was the best part of this. And I'm not like I sound like I didn't like this match. I thought this match was pretty awesome, uh, but I had even higher expectations, so it I ended agree. up being really good, but not like exceptional. Um, 
really good opener, great final few minutes, and an awesome match. But mm -hmm. just I was hoping for like a absolute <coughs> gangbusters. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was really good, but falls slightly short of expectations, mm -hmm. which might possibly be on me because again, three of my favorites right now. Um, but I'm glad this was the league final. Like I said, it was this. This is the dream match of the tournament, and any other matches between any pair of these guys were the ones I was looking forward to mm -hmm. most, like getting Swerve Switchblade, Swerve Mox, Mox Switchblade were the things I was waiting for immediately when I saw the lineup for the tournament. I was like, oh, these three guys are in the yep. same block. So this was always the goal for me. Um, I did feel like you said there's a lot of the rotating one-on-one -on -one here, but um, I thought the action was good enough for me to kind of put that aside. It was. Um, I like the white kept going back to the knee of Moxie that he targeted last week. I like that that continued to be a thing. I think Mox sold it really well. Um, I like there was some near falls that were really good for all of them. And this really could have gone either way. I think it makes sense for Moxie to win. I'm not surprised. I'm just a little disappointed that because I was pulling for one of my boys that needed it more. Moxie's always been my favorite forever. So it's True. another thing for him at least. Uh, and whether it's Danson or Eddie, we have a really good final for him because he's got history with both of them. So I yeah, think that'll true. work either way. Yeah, it was a really good match, good opener. I yeah. I put a couple notes here. Jack notices knee pads. How? Go ahead. Oh, so yeah. Switchblade uh, switched his knee pads. And you were Like on the other knees. Yeah, it. usually he's got like, because he's got the tally mark logos on the one, on the right leg. And then he's got the, the same logo on his knee pad and the switchblade on his boot. Mm -hmm. um, but then... Like the, the word switchblade, not an actual one. Um, <laughs> Be a good he's got, heel tactic. And his left knee pad says BC era, but then he switched the knee pads. And I was like, what? Crazy. It was like when Moxie wore kick pads last week. He wore boots this week, by yeah. the way. Um, anywho, that's just me. A detail you noticed that I made a note of. Me being silly and funny like that. Um, then we get a Danielson Kingston package, and there's highlights of each of their tournament runs and then some brief words for both of them. The main thing was Danielson has called Eddie a bomb, and Eddie's never beaten him, and, you know, Danielson's just constantly putting him down. Uh, and Eddie said he's proud of that, and You're he's a bum. the king of the bums and the underdogs, and he'll beat Danielson and, and win the whole thing. Um, I thought it was a nice little package to hype this final. It should be great, no doubt. I haven't seen his matches on Collision, but I've been following Eddie's post-match promos because they've been putting up on he's Instagram. He's amazing. I got to show you the one that he put, I think, after winning the final because man he's fantastic he is as we just say he's just he's super real you can tell he's always got a bit of truth and something genuine to say and the passion he has for pro wrestling is so clear to see especially in this tournament like this dude just loves this and it, it's really heartwarming to see sometimes it's just he's he's amazing it's clear he's going to face mox in the finals which wasn't my initial choice but it's also not a choice you can really complain about no, not at all I've said it ever since they had the feud in 2020. They had the tag run, remember, against the Bucks mm -hmm. in 2021. Uh, Mox and Eddie are just magic together. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I remember something. Uh, Mox and Eddie are just magic together, so I'm not going to complain if that's the case. No, and is this where Eddie said something about, I hate myself more than any... Like, no, that I, was later. Oh, but and, like, that, and you're just like... He's so good, though. He Honestly, so like, convinced. Both of them are super convincing, right? So I've always really liked Eddie, but I think this tournament's really making me appreciate him more because he's just... Uh, he's so good. I was thinking about it today. The ultimate superlative I can give for wrestler is if I like for me, the top level is to say they're special either in some area or overall. And in terms of like connecting with the crowd and feeling real, he's special. He is right? special. He's just and, like super real. and You can empathize with him super easily. And that allows him to do what he does 
without the physique he's should, supposed to have, quote unquote. No, he doesn't have a good physique at for all. For being but a wrestler, really but you, it act, it almost plays into that. He's almost, every man, and he has doubts about himself. Yeah, because then when Danson calls concerns. him a bum, the way he looks, it just it right. rolls with that, right? He's so good. He is. He's amazing. Yep. He is special. That's a good way to put it. Um, and we'll see more of him later, which is good. we will. I I definitely got to show you his um post match promo because it's. You it's feel special. what he wants you to feel. Yeah. Right? And that's r- super rare. I like he was good as a heel, but I think him as this everyman baby face is just uh slice of heaven. He's it's perfect. Yep. Uh and then we get an interview with Swerve Strickland. Uh he's it's pretty much like right after the match, like he's still sweaty, he's still tired and whatever. He's uh getting interviewed by Shivani and Nana's there as well. And he was talking about how bad he wanted it. He wanted it so bad. He said he meant it when this tournament brought life. It brought life back in his business, which I would agree with. It brought mm-hmm. life back into their TV for sure. Uh, so first, he didn't get pinned. Jay White got pinned, which is good and also dissing my boy. Fair. So I didn't like that. And he then he talked about Swer- or sorry Keith Lee looking for him because Keith Lee's been um, saying things on Collision. He said, if Keith Lee wants him, then um, now he obviously doesn't have a match at World's End. And Shivani said Keith Lee already had a contract for him, and Nana was talking about how he didn't approve it. Swerve said, we'll see if he shows up on Saturday. Yeah, it's a little bit of an awkward transition, right, for Swerve yeah. to go from what he has been doing with death matches and then his run in this tournament to facing well, Keith yeah, Lee. Yeah, I feel like they could have built this better but... if it was no tournament because i feel like they did this it's a similar thing with miro and andrade because miro's been free but andrade was busy in the c2 right so swerve did a good job with what he was given uh and i assume he defeats keith lee decisively he better he has to and then i think like he's not done with hangman right i think he is but it's like a thing you can revisit it's one of those feuds i think they can just pick up when they want to so i think he definitely is for the time being but i feel like when one of them wins the title again you pick it back up. I think he's the guy to take it from MJF. Either that or I'd like Hangman as like a bridge champion yeah, or something. Yeah, because you have to... Swerve is like basically a baby face somehow. Like the He's crowd the heel that him, you gotta love. And he's not leaning into the supervillain stuff anymore. I feel like he will now because I feel like in the tournament it's hard to... I, like, I, just, I really need him to because supervillain Swerve is the money. It is. But yeah, he he did well here. I just think yeah. it's an awkward shift to yeah. like mid card. A little bit, for sure, but he'll make it work for me. Uh, post-match Angry Sword was great. I liked him more because I also badly wanted it for him. And while I'm not a huge fan of a feud opposite Keith Lee because Swerve feels like he's elevated himself so high while well, Lee hasn't had that same opportunity. True. And that's no hate against Lee. I've always loved Keith Lee. I think he's great. He's good. Especially when he can showcase what makes him special. Yes. Um, Then he's really great. But just... I think his whole AEW run, they haven't really known what to do with him. I think they the haven't. Swerve in Our Glory team was his peak, whereas Swerve, is that was just the, his beginning. Mm-hmm. I think Swerve, especially with the death match and the Hangman feud, even the C2 run he had. And I just um, feel like they hit the, like, he's a big monster, he's a big monster. Don't draw our attention to that. Just let him wrestle. Yeah. And then we notice, holy crap. He can do moonsaults and crap. Right. It's not about yeah. him being a big, huge dude. So I just feel like it is beneath Swerve, but it's also unfinished, I, it is. I think, because we were... Remember, I it came out that Tony Khan was planning to do this match at double or nothing, and then yeah. it just never happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I will take a banger from these two if Swerve can't have this the Continental Classic win. Yep. Um, as long as it's a short thing that benefits Swerve, and Swerve needs to come out on top because he's agree. on the up and up, and Keith Lee, it's like he doesn't need a win. Right? He doesn't now. like no. It's just Swerve can't lose. It's right one of those now. things where it's just gonna hurt Swerve. Right. If anything, he can't come off not winning this triple threat, even though he wasn't pinned and lose to Keith Lee. Yeah, he That's, needs to win here. I will be furious. Swerve can sell this for me, though. I trust him. Yep. 
Um, then we get Renee interviewing Mariah May on the stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said last week attacking Riho, she was just supporting the greatest star of our time, Miss Tony Storm, blah, blah, blah. She said she didn't feel like 2023 had enough energy. She was going to debut on the first time of the next year. Um, then she pushed Renee out of the way to pose. Riho made her entrance, and Mariah May ran down to the ring because that's safe, I guess. Does she keep putting off her debut, or is it the same? Because she keeps talking about it. Yeah, it's been like at least a couple weeks of this. So so I don't I don't know. I guess I'm happy they're putting some energy into her, and she seems to have at charisma. Least some, I like that they've actually but. confirmed it, yeah. And then Storm came out to go out to Riho. Riho tripped her. Um, Storm left. Uh, Riho jumped onto them. Riho posted the belt. Oh, I forgot Riho was I don't, all the stuff she in She got ring. a surprisingly strong reaction. Yeah, I assume Riho loses, and eventually it's going to be May and Storm. I think right at I some guess. point, but I, don't I just don't care, care a ton. I don't care enough no. to like even like honestly, Mariah May versus Tony Storm did not cross my mind until you said it because I just I don't. Really it just care. feels like that's where it has to. I get guess to. I just I honestly didn't. Give you can't have two people stay together. You know that's impossible. They <laughs> have to have problems. Um. Yeah, this is fine. I don't think Mariah said much of a consequence. I thought her delivery was fine, but just I don't. Really care I don't know time. what this moved forward or anything. It was just just it confirms her, her debut. TV. It confirms her debut, right? That's which that's all I she seems to be fine. saying is yeah. I'm wrestling. I'm gonna soon. debut. You can watch me wrestle next year because it this feels year like sucks, um, all red everything. Uh, was that her that did that? She who was well, coming back like, and coming back. She, no, was that who was it? Is it Emma? Emmalina. Emmalina. <laughs> yeah, that's that awesome. Well. Even when we had a similar thing, it was like she would always be about to wrestle, and then she had like the Please wardrobe call her all red everything. or <laughs> all red everything. Okay, it's like and the Prince like, of Oshawa. Those, <laughs> are their, those are their proper names. That's true, Prince of Oshawa. We love him. And then what was it? Um, remember Veer Mahan had like yep. Veer is coming He's for coming months for... on end, yep. and then he debuted, and it was just like the lame. Uh, and then now he's back in the industry, and now they're doing nothing. nothing. Like it's Correct. just for Veer. But we are gonna get um, AOP supporting. Um, that's a horrible fact. What's his face? Your Cross. boy Cross. Hey, it's, he's your boy too. He is. He's everybody's um, boy. So, um, sorry. Back to this. Um, Ryan May looks a little goofy running from Rio, who didn't have, even have a weapon handy. Like. We, <laughs> I'm not to be like that, but like Riho's just not intimidating. No, like, and we say this like it's just like I wouldn't run from Riho. No one, it's almost as bad as running from Sting. It's like but a, like Sting at least has a baseball bat. Which why am I defending Sting now? This is horrible. Yeah. But anyways, and then Storm also got one up by Riho. So similar thing for her. Um, this is okay, I guess. Sure, I, it I really didn't accomplish much, and I don't care about this feud regardless. Nope, I agree. It's I wish just, I did, but I don't. I don't even know if I wish I did. <laughs> I always wish I cared about things. It'd be a lot more fun. I'd enjoy it a lot more if I was <laughs> That's like, true. yes, <laughs> yes, Rio, Tony Storm. This is going to be amazing. Mariah May's debuting next week. Mm-hmm. Like Appointment TV. I, I guess if you put it like that, it would be more fun. I guess but, exactly. I, but I'm not like that. Uh, next, we get a promo from Top Flight and actually Andretti. Um, they were talking about how they came up short against the Acclaimed and Trios championship match, I think. And But there are other trios that ch- they can challenge. And Orange Cassidy comes in and he's like, he was just like, okay, I get it. And we'll, we'll see you on Friday. And him and Trent left and Rocky, who said he, Orange did the same thing to him last week. Um, this amused me on a couple fronts, actually. So I'll say this, even though it was small and really didn't do much, it over-delivered for me just because it amused me. Um, Cassidy's new thing of assuming everyone's coming for him as soon as they mentioned a challenge in his general vicinity yes. is really funny. And maybe it's the breadcrumb of a heel turn, or you were saying 
uh, like he's so obsessed with this title, he's taking challenges he shouldn't, which I I like that idea. Right, he's, he's taking so anything, used to during the his international just where fighting everyone anyone, did anytime. want him. Yeah, now he just like he took a challenge from Rocky for no reason. Yeah, he's, he's still, taking this match for no right. reason. Oh, uh, that was funny. And then at the end, actually, Andrade just like speed chugged a water bottle, which was like, like so random that it amused fast me. Fast like, as you could pour it. It's down like a the drain. thing where people have like the water the plastic water bottle and you like put it up and then like you're crushing it as That's you're chugging. So it's like yeah, it's that, and it was just like. It was so random that it made me laugh because like I don't know why he did that. So I told you, John and Way were talking about it's the most memorable thing he's done since beat Jericho. It honestly, <laughs> pretty is. much. Um, yeah, this made confusing. me laugh too. And the whole if they're doing something with the whole like he's obsessed yeah. with open challenges and he perceives everything as a personal challenge. That's kind of yeah. interesting. Just have him wrestling on Dynamite more. I miss Orange Cassidy. Yep. He was like one of my favorite things this year. He'll come up in our best of for oh, sure. Absolutely, he deserves it. Uh, and then we get a quick Miro promo. He was talking about how he's done avoiding people to appease his wife. You say he didn't want to face Andrade because he is his wife's client. He wants to face him because he's an asshole. And you missed an important segment right before this. Christian's tired of waiting for Edge. Oh, he's just, yeah. And then it went into Edge. a commercial. Um, I enjoyed the promo from Miro. A couple lines amused me. He's always cool with the Redeemer stick. It's just, I'm not sure what the angle for him with Lana is. And I'm not super impressed. I saw some people say it might be like, he doesn't want her working. It's like, and if it's like he wants her to be a stay-at-home wife, that's not a good angle to have. You know what I mean? And wasn't he so saying- like? I don't know if it's that or if it's something else, but it's just I don't understand what it is. And I'm I think Nero was basically like, I won't go after Andrade until the tournament's done, so that's fine. But like, is he like? It sounds like he's basically saying that his wife was holding him back, and now he's free and will fight anyone and kill anyone. But like. Why would she have stopped him from fighting people? Could I have some specific examples? I, yeah, or I it really feels kind of lazy. That's like, what I'm saying. I don't you understand. You stopped me from doing what? Did we see that? I don't, I don't That's what I'm saying. That. I don't understand what the angle is here, right? So I'm not hating on it per se. I just don't understand what this is. So I'm I need not... some evidence that she stopped you from doing stuff more than you just saying she stopped me from doing stuff. Because I don't I remember her stopping that, you from so doing I don't, anything. I don't even know. I just need yeah. to understand what the gripe is here. Because obviously she's your wife. So you love her in theory but then right. it's like what well, i don't know it's confusing it is it was confusing i'm not quite sure what any of it yeah, meant so, so i could put in my first sound effect oh no i can't sorry no you I, can't i i would it's gonna i have one that i like but because i haven't paid for it the ad is running right now because <laughs> i now know how i can add sound effects to our podcast which might just annoy people immensely but uh, i got the you won't hear them because you don't have headphones on uh, that's true but I okay will. um just know that they're happening uh-huh uh, next, we have the Don Cows Family Boxing Week celebration, which I was really happy about because um, Don Cows and the boys are back on Dynamite, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the C2, but I feel like it was part of why... Oh, you have the same sound words as me. The absence of the these guys have been sorely missed for me because I thought they were really on a roll in the late summer, early fall. And like, then it was tournaments here, pause. Yeah. Even basically. before that, I feel like they were, their presence slipped, but I just... I really like them as a group. I like everyone in the crew, so um, I'm really happy they're back. And Fletcher looks awesome in the black suit with the new belt. He did look cool. Um, and surprisingly bigger than all of them. He's the, Yeah, he's the tallest one there. Significantly. Which I hope that's like just like fake or something, because that's crazy. Yeah. Um, best quote from Excalibur was, couldn't Don Callis just do this in a dark room by himself? <laughs> right. Which, that was awesome. Because there's four easels <laughs> up there covered up, right? Uh, as yeah. Callis is there with and Tony. And Callis is like talking, and then Excalibur's just like, couldn't Don Callis do this in a dark room they by himself? They hate him. Yeah. I, I love that. Uh, that's one of my favorite things about Excalibur. Is he, he calls moves for us, and then he's just... he. <coughs> Sorry. Randomly, just with when it's like a heel like him or MJF or something, he just says these yep. such hateful things, and it's so funny. Um, 
And one thing was the booze were still there. I really miss the nuclear heat that Callus garners. He's Not still quite got as nuclear as before. It, just, but it felt like the same significant, mold. same so. mold, same mold. Um, <coughs> You're still sick, eh? I'm not sick. It's just like that the dry lingering. cough, kind of. Yeah, I know. Sometimes it's like that loud cough that you usually have. I do usually have that. Um, he Don noted that uh, there was some family stuff outside the wrestling business, and it's been a difficult two weeks for him. I don't know if that's something legit or whatever. Yeah, I didn't know what he was. He said he's to. celebrating boxing week here with gifts. Uh, there's a, a poster or sorry, the painting he gave uh, to Hobbs, which is like Hobbs is like a. A street thug and like, like Callus is stereotypical. <laughs> yeah, like for all of them. Thug. Yeah, and then Callus is like in this thug year too, and he's got like abs, which yeah. that made me laugh a lot. That was really funny, just because it's very Callus. And then there was one with Takeshi and Callus where it's like Callus is like these tattoos on his chest, and then um, uh, Takeshi is looking all samurai with like a katana, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that was really funny too, because uh, like Callus again is just ripped with like these like. I don't know if it's like tribal tattoos or something like that, right? And then he had one with uh, Fletcher, which is them uh, fighting kangaroos, punching boxing is, kangaroos. Yeah, so. which that that was awesome too. So th- these are all awesome. I, I got a great chuckle out of those. Uh, then Sammy Guevara came back as um, soon as he comes out. I and you had already been spoiled on it. So as soon as he walks, he's coming out, out and he's like in his happy. vest and he's. And I when knew he, where it was going. When he turned heel, the first promo we had with Callus, he was like in this nice shirt and he had sunglasses and his hair is all you like you can tell the difference between him. Yes. Like he comes out and just you can look at him, you can tell he's not a heel anymore. Which was red flags are already up. So as soon as he walked out, I said to you, I started typing my notes, poor Sammy, forever destined to stay tethered to Jericho's side. As soon as Sammy's music hit, I'm like, oh my god. He's out and he's joining Jericho. This is awful. Yeah, but that's horrible. Um, him and Ty Conti had their baby recently. Makes you a baby face. Ba- <sighs> having a baby, instant baby it face. It puts the baby in baby face. That's it. Um, Cal said it's like Christmas all over again. Sammy put his hand on the mic to shut him up. He said, long time, no talk. Cal's asked me if he got the gift for the kids. Sammy said no. Cal's mentioned Sammy hasn't shown up to work in two months. True. Uh, Cal said he had a painting for Sammy too, and it was I think all of them, and then Sammy holding the baby, and Sammy got all mad about that. He's like, "Who told you to put my baby in that?" Which that's I, dumb. I, like it's not like anything derogatory towards no, the baby. You're it's nothing you like holding your baby. With yeah, the other people in it with the other people in your group. In so theory, I don't know, I don't know which, why that would be a hot button. Yeah, that wasn't weird. The thing that amused me was Cal saying Sammy isn't capable, mentally capable of being a parent. I got the with, with the concussion and whatnot. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, Sammy talked about Hobbs being Jericho and Takesha beating Omega twice, but the people don't remember it because Cal makes everything about him. Untrue because Takesha's match was awesome. Um, Sammy said he had people asking him how he was uh, doing when he was concussed, and Don didn't call him once. Cal said he was disappointed that Sammy dropped the ball when he got hurt, and he ripped on Sammy for being hurt, having babies, and being on maternity leave. Or isn't paternity leave? Yep. So, I mean, that's wrong. Cal suggested the Sammy choose the other family or the Don Callis family, which such a smart move, Don. You just genius. It's um, like they want him out, basically, at that point. If you're yeah. giving him that ultimatum, it's you, basically you know like what he's going to pick. Giving him that ultimatum was the same thing as Callis assuming Jericho was out. Remember right. with the painting, which right. we didn't like that, by the way. Um, Callus told Sammy to think about it so he's not a failure as a wrestler like he's about to be as a parent oh good move like it's like Callus isn't even trying to keep him in I don't think he is and I'm hoping that's on purpose it's like I we guess. don't want you in here So I would hope so I guess yeah or else he's terrible at leadership right <laughs> yeah 
Um, Don Cow's family guys attacked him. Jericho made the save with the baseball bat. The heels left. Bill and Starks attacked Jericho and Guevara. Lights went out. The Sting and Darby appear. Heel t- heels get taken out. Um, I also typed that the stereotypical paintings from Don were absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, then more happens. Was really Sting and Darby Allen. I just said that. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, I thought you. Um, yeah, I got, I got it. Don't worry. And Darby had a weird pink jacket. Um, this started out really great. Um, because I was happy to see Callus back, and he still is entertaining then... as always. The paintings were fantastic and hilarious. So that was awesome. We started out really strong. I'd like to get that out of the way. Get the positives out of here. Uh, red flags immediately went up when Sammy came back in his vest with no heel- heelish mannerisms in sight. Painting was amusing. And then all of a sudden, Sammy's a baby face again. It's strange to me, but I think I put it great here. I guess the most fitting way for Sammy to end 2023 is for us to be confused right. about his alignment again. And this entire year, he's been healing jazz. Then he was starting to pull away from Jericho, but then they just stopped it because there's the thing with Garcia and then him and, and then jazz and Jericho had issues, but then he's still with Jericho. Then they had issues and he turned on Jericho. And now he's back with Jericho and people and hated like, him and his wife together. And that flipped them. But then now this, like now he has a baby. a baby. I don't know. Uh, the note calling show. the note calling thing works, I guess, but it feels like a cop at excuse because we need Ooh. Guevara to ally with Jericho. I have the you didn't call me trope is one I am quickly tiring of. Because well it's so I think easy. It, well it it is, but I think it worked really well with AR Fox and Darby Allen. Yeah. I think they did a good once this year. I don't think it needed like especially because here it felt Guevara turning on him was unnecessary. I feel like Fox turning on Darby worked and him joining with Sword worked. This is just like why is Guevara back with him? Uh, um, yes. I could not be I could not be less interested in a feud or sorry not a feud a reunion of him and Jericho because I thought him and the Cal's fan was actually a good fit. Me I think too. thought that benefited him is finally something different. Um, then they decided to treat me and threw Sting into the mix for good measure. So it's a name and tag of the pay-per-view, which I'm not a big fan of on paper. But everyone besides Sting and Jericho, maybe Big Bill, are good in the ring. So here's hoping. If nothing else, I'll like this match because it prevents Jericho from having a title shot. This was, um, they really jammed a lot of stuff in here, and I didn't really care for most of it. No. Again, I was happy to see the first stretch was Callis the best part. back. But yeah. the stuff with Sammy is just, like, poor Sammy. He's, so far, nobody's gotten anything from being under Jericho's wing, I think right? especially as so, a pillar, it's affecting him really hard because he's this one of the pillars of the company. I think that's fair because he's this young guy who you could build something around because he's really talented in the ring. I think when he's got the right character, when I think he's he way finds, better as a heel. Yeah, when he's like a douchebag heel, he's great. But like you said, he's just tethered to Jericho. I think eventually it's... I think it's hurting him now, but I think eventually it's going to really start hurting his long-term career mm-hmm. because every time he starts getting going on something, he's going to get pulled back here yep. until Jericho, Jericho needs something to do. He wants to work with you, and yeah. nobody can say no. Right. Like uh, It's definitely hurting him, I think. He is flipping too much. It's Kane or Big Show of big, AEW, big show. right? It's Big Show. Big Show does that. And for me, like I'm not a huge fan of Big Bill and Starks, but they sort of um, Look like saved this here. a little bit coming in because it was at least they came in, beat yeah. these guys down, yeah. but then again, I like Starks, especially. You had to have Sting, like, just kept going, and so this happens, then this happens, then these guys run, and then the, yeah, it's why? Like, why would Sting and Dar- what is their stake in this? It's frantic go home show, getting stuff organized. It felt yeah, like this is to me. strange to me. I don't I wasn't don't, a huge fan. No, definitely not. Then we get a Roddy Strong interview. Um, Ryan King have one of those boards with like the strings and pictures on it. Um, I put Brizongo light. <laughs> remember they used to do this what was I that love, called i love that fashion files right fashion files was awesome that's though. what it felt like uh, i love fashion but files. not as good no nowhere near not. as good no no as much as roddy is amusing 
Uh, it's basically saying Max is the devil. They, uh, the shout out to Captain Sean Dean was funny, though. Um, this was a little silly, though. And they're running out of things to do with this group. Like, no, Roddy started out really good. And it's just like, and it's just like now they're squeezing every drop out of the Roddy in a neck brace saying people's names. And it's just like gratuitous now. Yeah. And you literally have nothing yeah, for Bennett and Taven shift him. other than maybe winning the tag titles, yeah. possibly. We'll see if that's them. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. This is just like, hey, I think people still like what Roddy's doing. Give him a segment. Yeah, this was unnecessary. I thought so. Uh, then we get Eddie Kingston versus Brian Danson in the Continental Classic Blue League. Much more finally. necessary. Mm-hmm. Second Blue League match on Dynamite and the last one. Okay, can we talk about this not being the main event? Or, can we not, or the Can opener? we talk about either of them not being the main event? But I guess yeah. we'll have to wait till we get to the main event so we can talk about it. Yeah, that. especially for me, I was offended that they opened. I guess that's the next best spot, but just those three guys, I love them dearly. Um, and... Even this match, like no, this match definitely deserved a main event. If not the other one, yes, either absolutely. one, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Saito from Kingston, Doomsday. How okay. dare you? Uh, yeah, I know, I know you're gonna do it. <laughs> you now. love that every time. <laughs> so okay. it's like your stupid Brock Lock. Take Brock that. Lock. It's the same. It, but it's actually a Brock Lock. It's actually a Doomsday. <laughs> no, it's not. Karrion uh, Cross has mastered it. It's like Takeshita who wrote his whatever. He wrote a oh, yeah, university thesis on the German suplex, I think. Was that him? Did he actually? Carrying Cross, uh, I think so. <laughs> no, he did not. Or, sorry, Cross did not. Uh, then Kingston is suicide dive after Danson rolled out of the ring. DT on the apron from Danson, which is solid. Uh, Danson had, uh, he, was, sorry, he was taunting Eddie as he kicked him in the chest repeatedly, the so called yes kicks. Uh, Danson locked Eddie in the LaBelle lock, but Eddie eventually got a rope break. Danson was kicking Eddie in the tree of woe. And he followed with the basement drop kick in the corner after Eddie had fallen. Eddie countered an avalanche back suplex into a cross by landing on Danson's face, which looked pretty good. There was a heavy chop exchange, which was also very good. Repeated chops from Eddie and then Danson caught one, hit a regal plex to Eddie for two, which was really nice. Uh, it was. Blue Cycle knee for two, which was good. Uh, hammer and anvil elbows fall by request Tom from Danson, which was. Those just look so he the just selling hits them so by hard, yeah. Eddie. Like he looked like he was just Eddie looks so out of it. dead, but then he like to finally flip him off. Like he's just lying on the ground. Defiant. Just, like, that was awesome. Takesha wrote his college graduation thesis on the mechanics of a German suplex. It was twenty pages long and he got an A. How do you write twenty pages on a German suplex? I don't know. I would, that Sorry. amazes me. I had to look it up. Um Eddie hit a pair of Yurikins and the what was it, the Masawa power bomb? Yes. Or was it, was it yes. Masawa? It, I think so, yeah. Uh Powerbomb to pick up the win. So Eddie picks up the win. Finally, Beast Danson gets to the finals. Moxley walks down to speak. He said all he's ever asked of Eddie is to give him 100%. He said that for a guy who thinks the whole world is against him, Eddie has a lot of people who love him. Right. Myself Classic included. Mox putting over his opponent, yep. which I love. Uh, Moxley said everybody loves Eddie Kingston. He said they don't care if win- he wins or loses. Mox said that uh, they deserve his maximum effort. That being Eddie, obviously. Uh, Mox said that he knows Kingston better than Eddie knows himself. He said that Eddie has already lost. Uh, so, and he says he knows he can beat him and Eddie knows he can beat him. Yeah. So Eddie's already lost. He said a couple years ago he let Eddie die a warrior's death because he wanted Eddie to come back stronger, which I don't know if that's referring to the I quit match or something else. I would assume it's referring to the I quit match. Could be. Um, <clears throat> But Mox said if Eddie wants to be a triple crown champion like his heroes, which is a good callback because you know Eddie's a fan of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, he's so gonna all have to earn all every Japan inch of stuff, it. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Eddie told Moxley not to treat him like his young boy Yuto, which I thought that Eddie, was a Eddie like good way ripped to start. the mic from him, was like, You've talked enough. It was that awesome. That was good. Yeah. Um Eddie said he's broken he broke him before Mox, and Mox is lucky that Eddie Mo- let him live. 
Uh, Eddie said he's going to push Moxley. And say he, when he almost quit AEW, Mox wouldn't let him because he said they need guys like Eddie to shape the young guys, which I that, that, I could see that being true, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, Eddie said he's going to bust them. He's going to enjoy it. He said this, that was his outline, so his music played. Yeah, was that, was that like a, that's my outline, like the that's, way they do promos in AEW? That's funny. Yeah, it was a little like behind the curtain sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, and this is where he was like, I hate myself more than. Yeah, that was. It's just like, oh, and that's where we're just like, oh, Eddie, come on, man. But he's just like this. He's a <laughs> he's vulnerable so pro wrestler, and nobody really does that. He's the only person more vulnerable than Hangman. Right. Um, I love this version of Danielson in this match. Just the one that's like, just trying to hurt you. Right. And he has a million ways to do it, and everything looks awesome. And then Eddie as like the underdog. This is his yeah, forte. I loved He's it because I agree. Danson is great as a heel, and Eddie's just one of the best, the realest, sympathetic baby faces around. So it's just a perfect match. So an awesome slugfest, and just like looking back, this tournament was so well planned and executed. It's it set the bar really high, right, for this to come back every year. Like just yeah. the stories uh, within the tournament, the stories coming out of it, and like the way they planned who was winning and losing, and the points was all. They really did good. it really perfect, yeah. Because there's like the, we even saw that mini story in the Garcia Danielson match. It's not an easy thing to um, do. That we like there was like there's the story of Lethal losing and kind of trying to get more serious, yep. which is similar to what Garcia did, but still great. Um, like a little thing with Briscoe Eddie starting and out slow little, and putting all his belts Eddie losing on the line. a couple times, yeah, yeah. And like he, he came to regret it, right? We saw that promo and he was like second guessing that decision, right? And there's Danielson having his like wrestling with one eye and having people target it nonstop mm-hmm. and just like And like you had obviously Blackpool fighting with Claudio and Danielson. Um like Moxley and Swerve had a nice little promo before their match. It's just like there's so many little bits in this tournament that was just this, well done. This tournament really spoiled us and and I think this is an Yeah, awesome the bar is set really high for sure. The crowd really got behind this and so the job Eddie did, just a little thing, immediately after winning the match, like the emotion that he, that gets overlooked, right? The emotion that he can convey without saying anything and so quickly, like there's only a handful of people who can do that in wrestling and probably any other sort of thing, like so quickly and convincingly, right? He And again, he doesn't have the physique that promoters want. But it's all the other stuff that he's so much better than everybody I think else. That definitely gets overlooked. And just hooks you like the fans just gravitate to this guy. Mm-hmm. He is just one of us, right? Like he is a flawed human being. He's not perfect. He looks relatable, right? He looks like your neighbor or your uncle or whatever. And he just he's just a relatable baby face mm-hmm. and he's awesome. And then the interaction after I was captivated by that too. It makes everything feel bigger than even just this tournament, right? These guys are friends that battle each other and blah 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 the whole story between them i thought the match and the aftermath was awesome Mm -hmm. so and the final should be great yeah i thought this was amazing uh really great tv match i thought uh the story of danielson's constant disdain and disrespect towards eddie that's eddie never having beating him it was that's it made this a great feel-good win yeah like um well he never beat claudio he beat him he never beat danielson Beat him. He's never being mocked. Could do that as well. And we talked about it in the moment. I'm confident that Danielson's the type of guy that is super excited to lose to Eddie here. And is like, listen, man, this is where you finally get your win and let's go out and kill it. Like, I can totally... You know I, Danielson was loving this. He's such a giving still. guy. And, is, and it's his last year of wrestling, which is upsetting to say. But, like, he's here to legitimately help elevate people and do he's, good what, stuff. What Punk said he was going to do Danielson is what does. Danielson does. Correct. And Moxley, to his credit Correct. as well. Moxley and Danielson are... Uh, true professionals and they're great. Um, and I've seen people say like this is 
I think the story of the Continental Classic is Eddie beating the aces of the company. He's beaten Danielson, and now Moxley is like arguably the ace of the company. And I think Eddie wins. And I th- I think Eddie has to. And and credit to Ghost Jam, he called this he final, which um. Again, not my first pick just because I wanted Swerve or Switch to win. But, but it makes a lot I of sense. I do think it is a perfect uh, idea. It yep. makes total sense. The it crowd does. reacted great to Eddie's win, which I thought was really heartwarming. Um, Eddie looked awesome taking an absolute beating. Like, he looked dead at times just taking an absolute kicking. And Danson's offense looks brutal, obviously. He looks like he's just out to hurt him, which was awesome. Eddie dished out some hard chops, too, though. Um, like I said before, it wasn't my first choice, but, like, Mox and Eddie's guaranteed to be great. It's guaranteed to be an epic. And they can sell me on a match or feud in less than a week with ease, which they had to do here. Mm-hmm. Um, always been a fan of what these guys do in their program together, whether it's aligned or not. And this is looking to be no different. Mox's promo was great as well. I love that interaction. It was the great mix of this, like, that odd brotherly love they had. Mm-hmm. But Mox is also just so condescending and down talking to him because, like, you can tell, like, he loves Eddie and they're like these best friends, but because they fight, you can tell Moxley knows he's better than Eddie, and, and he tells him that. And because to his Mox face. is such a competitor, he will bring that up, right? He'll he wants he's gonna to bring win, that, so he's, he's like, gonna I'm try gonna to provoke Eddie with you that. Yeah, I can't help myself. Exactly. Yeah. Even and though I love you, Eddie came back, fired up. The young boy reply was amusing, and Eddie's just he's just a gem. That's all I can put it as. I don't know what else to say. His passion and the love for this sport or whatever you want to call it is incredibly endearing and the one i think that the c2 has truly spoiled us with the storylines in here and the matches but i think one thing i've ended up loving about the tournament besides the weeks of great matches we've gotten is just i think it's really getting me to love and appreciate eddie more than i have before yep. just because seeing these promos and the character work that he does week to week is just incredible so he he's really great and to see him doing more of this is it's really fun. And to this feels so realistic and awesome, which is what I love in pro wrestling. And that's why the way this show ends is such a stark contrast to this. Stuff, yeah. This right? is like, what the stuff I like. And this is like stuff like this and the Elite Hangman saga. And then we get into stuff I don't like warfare. later. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, I don't mind like the kind of stuff that is in later in the show, but it's like you can't go too far. Yeah. Which they it's, might, they it's jumped kind, the shark for me. A little bit. Um, next we get Cage and Copeland sit down interview, but no, it's just Copeland running and attacking Cage. It gets, uh, he fights off security and then they get separated by talent in the hall. Um, this was fine. I guess it furthers it a little and says it was a bitter feud. I just would have liked some words beforehand because Christian is. And we learn it's Mother Wayne. That was the only Mother thing that made me funny. laugh. But yeah, this was, I like decent fire from Edge, but I'm still not super interested. Again, I don't watch AEW to watch WWE feuds is no. the bottom line. I mean, I guess not. Not ones I've seen like very well documented. These guys have yeah. a long. I guess long WWE history. wouldn't do it as well, but like no. But yeah, it, the match will probably be fine, and I'm sure Edge gets yeah. his win back. Unfortunately. Um. Then we get Chris Dylander versus Sky Blue. The only thing I wrote before the match was Sky Black. So Stokely's back on commentary, and I do and he's not understand trying to separate Willow and. Stylander, I don't know. I didn't that. understand. Is he not like Willow, I guess. Which that's they weird. were saying. So I'm putting in a sound effect. What? Yeah, so it just went, what? You missed it. But anyway, so I didn't get it. And he kept talking about it. He was it. funny, though. He was amazing. He was. He was pretty funny. And then there was like a Super Chef promo mid-match by Excalibur and a Willow's a contestant. Willow's, I don't know. There was, it was, we, some of the commentary, I, I found Stokely a bit of a distraction. It's a. This. Not that he, and it's because he's kind of interesting, right? I was yeah, paying more attention to him. It's a dynamite women's match. I want to guess how many things I wrote, including the finish. Three. Four. Well, nice. Three not including the finish. That means it's better than average, which I thought. I guess. 
Um, Chaos Theory from Sandland for two. Code Blue from Sky Blue for two. Which the move itself looked good, but the setup is still stupid. I didn't hate it this time. The I, the regular one, the Avalanche one was. Cool. The Avalanche one was cool. Big Power Bomb from Sandland for two. Blue distract the ref so Julia Hart can run. They said that she hit her Sandlander with the belt, but she didn't. It just looked it like her. In. Julia Hart needs to get control of that big old hat she wears because it was flopping around yeah, a couple times it here. It was. Uh, nice Avalanche Code Blue for the win. So this was fine. Average Diamond Women's Match. Sky Blue still not very good, but at least she wasn't offensively bad. So yeah, no, she wasn't. It was like she's a, gotten better. It was an inoffensive Sky Blue performance. Finish was solid. Hearts interference didn't look overly effective. Avalanche Code Blue is pretty good looking. Abaddon don't care. I thought the match was pretty good, but again, the dynamic with Stoke on commentary, especially with Taz, was a little bit distracting. Uh, Avalanche Code Blue was cool. I thought the second half of this was pretty entertaining, and I think it's time, right, Willow came out here. It's time to build her and have her chase Julia Hart, and I would have her win if it were up to me, because Willow, like, the crowd loves Willow. I don't know what Willow has done to annoy people like backstage like... or something, but yeah, they people love her. Um but again, it felt like this was another segment like earlier where they're jamming a ton of stuff in ahead of the pay-per-view, right? A lot of moving I'm parts. I'm just glad I thought Abaddon was going to run down for the save, which would have made me laugh. And I I mean, I don't, I haven't seen a ton of Abaddon. I don't think she's super good, so I don't know well, how that I also that don't know how she ends up being a babyface. Great look. Yeah, I don't either, but it we'll just, see where it goes, I guess. I'm just so confused. Uh, then we get an Elcast interview, which just, okay. Renee with her best friend, told you. Uh, Makes I just I disappointed. Makes you like Renee a little less, eh? Good Canadian girl, slightly less. Just kidding. Soraya will come up in an unexpected way when I talk about Ring of Honor later. That doesn't make sense to me. That's why I like it. That's why it's a teaser. Uh, Soraya Ruby Soho interviewed by Renee. Um, she mentioned Ruby is facing Marine Shafir and Rampage. They're saying that's a big match. Oh, this. No, my first note says I understood none of this. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Soraya walked in saying she got Ruby little helper. It's Harley Cameron from QTV because it's her birthday in a month. In a month. Oh, it's the girl from QTV. It's so I am supposed QTV. to know who she is. Yes. I didn't. Uh, Ruby <laughs> Ruby got a phone call. Uh, Soraya assumed it was Angela Parker. Ruby left. Harley put a big knife and Soraya told her to put it back. So I'm Murder? just going to. I don't know. I'm just. So I wrote. I'm just Mark, so confused. What was this? Why was this? Why was Harley Cameron here? Why do they think I still care about the cast? Why is Soraya giving Soho gifts if her birthday is a month away? But my big question is, why is Harley Cameron considered a gift? And with a knife. <laughs> and why does she have a knife? And why was this here? So is Soraya obsessed with Ruby Soho? And she doesn't like Soho getting attention from Parker? I don't know. And, and I don't care. And you're bringing in a gift of a, like, a, what's supposed to be, I Helper? assume, an attractive woman? No, but, so, but, like, why is that considered a gift? And better, why, if her birthday's a month away, why are you giving her stuff now? And she said she's been giving her gifts all week. So, furthermore, why are you giving her, like, I just, and why did she pull out a knife? And why is it, like, Soraya's, like, I didn't understand Soraya's just acting like this is a regular, like, because... When she pulled up the knife, Saraya's just like, no, 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 put that. Like, she's acting like as if this happens on a regular basis. Right. Like, she, was, she wasn't she was shocked like, or, like, confused. She was just like, Stabbing them was a contingency plan, but we're not going to stab them? I I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like. She no, gonna, no, don't. I know you want to stab them, and it's still an option, but not right no, now. No, because Ruby left, so she's like, put the knife away. It's just Renee. She's my best friend. That was, I like, didn't get it. I, 
I, I was like, what? I just And I, it's not like I didn't get it in a way that I'm intrigued and I wonder where it goes. I'm just like, this made no sense. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I, I, I could know. put this on worse segments, honestly, because it's just what I don't know. This show was like matches really good, segments not so much for me. Yeah. A, a good chunk yeah. of it. Uh well matches well, sorry, matches really good. A couple matches really good. <laughs> sorry. Uh next we get our main event. Our main event. Our main event. We know mm. half of our main event. Uh, and that's MJ versus Samojo versus the Devil's Mask Man for the ROH World Tag Team Championships. And this is our main event. Sorry, did I say that yet? I hate the treatment of Samojo here. Main event? Just just to say. M- main. This main, is main not event. how you use Samoa Joe, and you know this. Main. Main, main event. Anyways. Uh, the one guy, he has a really round head. It looks a lot like Bennett. I'm pretty it, sure one of them's Bennett. It, I am 100% sure I don't sure think it Bennett. was Taven, though. I don't think it was Taven. Uh, I hope it's Taven, because if it's Wardlow, I'm going to throw myself in a river. Um, but... It definitely wasn't. It was most definitely Bennett. This river not, in, right, runs right through our town. The mighty Maskinange. Going right in there. Yep. Um, Joe's showing backstage clutching his knee, so he's out here. MJ's going to wrestle alone. MJ stomps on one of them in the corner, tries to mask one, other tags in. MJ tries to mask one on the outside. It's like, I can't take notes on this, which thankfully I didn't really have to, but just on paper, it's like, how do you it's do like this? I'm watching. I don't know, WWE or WCW or something I don't like. WWE. I think WCW is a little mean. I think that, that's a little harsh. Um, then So the third came from one of the rings, Triplet Magic or something like that. And he hit him with a pipe, I think, and the ref, while the ref was And then just went back under. Yeah. Heat Seeker to MJF. Anonymous Champs. Woo! I remember I got split on this so so I cuz I saw the and new graphic I was just like I was like what? I did not enjoy this. Um Joe hobbles the ring with the steel chair devil appears on the screen this is pleasure doing business with you. Joe hits MJF. He was in league with the devil. Muscle Buster. Which Muscle I Buster look good. Don't like. That no. Okay, so As soon as Joe's lying <clears throat> on the floor injured you knew it was fake cuz it's not Samoa Cause Joe. Cuz he didn't get attacked. Samoa Joe would just show up and wrestle anyways. Yeah, well and he didn't you didn't see him getting his ass kicked. At least kick Correct. his ass. Because, like, Hangman got his ass and kicked. So and so he... Sorry, if you can, because okay. you're the one with the memory, yeah. walk me through the timeline of Samoa Joe and MJF. Because does this okay, make sense? Okay, so... What, what... Okay, so... Because hasn't he gotten beaten up by these people, or he's fought these people? Uh, he's fought Taking them. out putties, right? Yeah, and he's... I don't... Okay, so what's the timeline of how... Do you want, like, what do you... What do you mean, like, the absolute full timeline? When Samoa or, like... Joe gets involved... Well, okay, so remember it was all out. Um, Cole and Jeff defended the tag titles against Silver and Re- Reynolds, remember? Okay. And so they're walking back, and Joe's coming out. Remember he had the match with Shane Taylor? Right. So he's walking out. I remember he brushes by MJF because that's a call that. back to that. Yep. So that's their first feud. They had the match at Grand Slam. That's okay. when Cole got injured. Yep. Right? And so that kind of starts their thing. And obviously, Joe barely loses, right? Yeah. It was obviously close. So then he's Good match. working this his way back and he relinquishes his title along the way. Cole's out of the mix. And Jeff has his whole feud of Switchblade. Switchblade's the first to get attacked. That's when we start all the devil nonsense, mm-hmm. right? Switchblade is the bell, blah, 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 whatever. And then Joe's, remember Joe's whole time is offering him, but MJF's denying him. Then they beat the guns to retain yep. the tag titles. Okay. And then now, right, so then MJF accepted the offer after and Cole, remember Cole got him to honor the deal because right. MJF wasn't going to. And then I don't think Joe ever actually really, like, he always chased them off, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. And he attacked the putties, but he never attacked the real ones. And then, obviously, he, him and MJF have never been shown to get attacked, right? Because so, um, right. Hangman has, Switchblade has, the Acclaimed have. So he worked right? with the devil to get a title shot? <clears throat> I don't know. Even though doesn't the devil want a title shot? I don't Isn't know. Isn't that the end game? 
Well, so here's my thing, and I said this to you after we watched it. I thought Joe's or sorry, Joe's motive was fantastic. It made sense. Like he's this badass killer. Like he could like beat MJF hundred percent. Like he's he's a badass, but he's got some honor. And if he says yeah, he's gonna well, do something, I don't even it. know if it's honor. I just think he knows he's that good. He's this killer. He's right. Samoa Joe. He could beat MJF hundred percent. So I like him because. I don't even think it's honor. I just like that he didn't want MJF to have an excuse mm-hmm. because that is MJF. So I like that he had that. And him protecting MJF for that reason made sense. And this just backtracks on it. And now, like, so I've been defending this the whole time, right? Because I think while it's kind Indefensible of now. fallen off in the last few weeks, I think it has been somewhat defendable. This is just like, I thought Joe's angle was fine. And I was fine with him being in this as long as he was protecting MJF because that made sense to me. That made yeah. sense to me, but then they've thrown that out now. And you know he's not the devil because he's working with the devil, but why, like, is the devil just trying to screw MJF out of everything, but he doesn't want the title himself? I which, that's strange to me. So, I don't know. I feel like we've gone off on but like... I feel like the, the reason it feels WWE is because I'm not convinced that this was the plan from the beginning. No, because I I'm think... Not, I feel I've, like this was them having to I've, swerve because of injuries or I agree whatever. with that. I agree it wasn't the plan. I also don't think it's their fault entirely because no. obviously Cole's thing is a freak accident. But like, so back to the result of this. The match was nothing, obviously. So that was disappointing. But the, the result's highly questionable. I will only be okay with this if Cole is the devil. And it's like, because he knows... Because the te- ROH tag titles were a huge thing of importance for that friendship, right? Mm-hmm. So if it's Cole, him taking them away from MJF would be like... It's also good psychological torture because remember how important it was for Cole to MJF keep the belt for them. Yeah. And so now he can be like, you failed to keep the title. I don't know if there's any payoff that's going to deliver. For I think me now. the only payoff is good payoff is Cole. That's the only reason I won't. So not Dolph Ziggler? No. <laughs> that's <laughs> not horrible. Not Mustafa Ali? That's horrible. They need to pull the trigger at World's End or this is done for me because I'm kind of, I've got on one foot off the bandwagon for yeah. a while now. Um, it has to be Cole because if it's not Cole, what storyline is going to be worth this? I know. You know what I mean? Like I know. Cole and Jeff feuding is the only thing that's worth this trouble for me. Because I, because you maybe, know, maybe not even. You for know, me. Cole and Jeff would be amazing. You know it would. It would, but there's way better ways to get there than no, what they've chosen. That's too late. That's that's too far gone, right? So <laughs> yeah, I'm saying it's the only thing that's worth all of this toil and strife whatever guess, this is maybe. so this was way bad. too lackluster for a main event spot bad, bad, bad. i don't know why it couldn't have been either league final and it it hurts mojo for me it doesn't feel like aew no this is not stuff that they do and nor should they i really didn't mind the mystery but they could have just done it so much better that the idea for the devil thing i think was good the execution has been questionable and i think it's kind of like um what else was i thinking that was like it was like really good and the path wasn't great but like on a show there's something else that they did that for me is the more realistic one you need like an authority figure to be like like, you can't have all this going on all the time and people are getting attacked all over the place and we're just letting it like i don't know there's too much suspension of disbelief for me and i know it's pro wrestling and that's a dumb thing to say because all of it's fake but show where you have eddie kingston but when it feels more real is when i really like it and this feels really really fake and i'm not a fan yeah but anyways overall the show uh the two big matches were both pretty awesome i think yeah the best thing you can say about the the show is that the two big matches delivered and all the other stuff i didn't really love a lot of it like the danielson kingston hype video was good uh the the Mox promo and Kingston promo after the match was also amazing. So I guess that's a segment. So not everything was bad, but I would give it a B. 
Like I really liked two of the matches. The women's match was whatever. The main event was no good. And then um, like we got the Renee and Soraya thing, which I don't understand. We got the Miro thing, which I don't understand, right? So there were some minuses. But again, at the end of the day, I still enjoyed watching the show. So I give it a B this week. Yeah, um, I'd agree. I think the two major matches that I was looking forward to delivered and get me to a result that I am heavily invested in, that I am excited for. I think also the post-match promo with Eddie Moxley was fantastic. And Eddie was definitely the MVP of the show. Just a couple good promos from him, a really strong match. Um, So that, he was really great this week. Uh, The Chaos Family thing was a letdown because I thought it started off really strong and then just kind of fell off. Um, The two segments that you mentioned that I don't understand, Soraya and Miro, (laughs) just, I don't care. Uh, That trios thing with Action and Dreddy was also kind of confusing. Women's match was mediocre. Uh, Swerve segment was solid. What was it? Cajun Copeland was okay. And then the main event was just a cluster F. And especially when you go, hey, it's like we're an hour and 58 minutes in. It's time for the main event. Like, hmm. It was pretty telegraphed, too. Yeah, I just... The devil thing is just more disappointing than anything. All right. You're giving it a B? I would give it a, sorry, yes, I'd give it a B. I will second your rating. All right, well, that wraps up our Dynamite review, and we'll now move into our trivia segment that we like to call Off the Top of His Head. All right, so it's some general trivia again that I found. It's called Big Quiz Wait, do Thing. do need headphones for this? No, just because if I do sound effects when you're right and wrong, you can hear them. It's not an audio oh. one. I'm just going to play That's what with, I thought it was. I'm going to play with some sound effects. So it's from Big Quiz Thing, which is like a general wrestling trivia that I haven't seen before. So I'm pretty sure we have some of the questions we might have done before, but I haven't hit their website overall before. So I thought we would try it. Um, I think I got like 15-ish questions, maybe 16. We'll see how it goes. Who was... The winner of the first WrestleMania main event to feature women. Becky Lynch. <laughs> there you go. Oh, Correct. Uh, and who who won the first WWE Universal Championship? Finn Balor. Even. Never uh, got it again. Even I knew that one. Uh, and then he got hurt. Because right? they tout it for him a bunch. And then they just, they're just like, oh, you can't have another one. though. Right. Uh, who among the New Day members first won the WWE Championship? Coffee. Correct. You knew that. I knew that one too. Who won the first Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal? Cesaro. Yes. Very good. Real American Cesaro. In what year did the first WrestleMania take place? 1985. Why would you know that? Because that's just like one of those things you come to know by now. So now this is what I like this because it gets <clears throat> it gets like oddly specific from pretty general stuff. Who did Becky Lynch defeat in her return to ring debut after giving birth? Bianca Belair. Why? It was that match where she beat her really quick, remember? And we all hated it. Remember? Re- oh, that's right. The one where she just came back and like... Oh, yeah. I was not happy about un- that. Inexplicably, yeah. Who, that, was, is that one. who was the first Nexus leader? Wade Barrett. Yeah, I was getting my thumb was on the button. I haven't even got to use my no one yet. Yeah. Who was the first King of the Ring champion? Oh, oh come on. Harley Race. I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> Any other guesses? Oh, I should know. Was it Macho? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's too fun. 
Morocco? Uh, correct. Why did I, I don't know why that was the third one I thought. But I, I, I just saw it in a video, so I knew I was like around it. I was just trying to think like really early kings. At least I got to use my nose. I think it was them and Haku was an early one. Who was the youngest ever Divas champion? Paige. Correct. I, Soraya. I, I actually knew that one too. Yeah. Well, I was trying to think. Oh, cause double ding. Because there's, well, I did say Paige and Soraya. So it's true. That works. But like, I was trying to think, and I just remember her being like really young when she won that and she was still nxt champion too i don't know if you know this off the top of your head but you might be able to figure it out in what year did the wwe network debut 2014 oh god i, I knew that why because i think the first well we watched nxt arrival which was the first show on there 2014 yeah i think mania was the first wwe like main roster one on there wow that is impressive notice yeah. wait where is it you are a huge nerd thank you <laughs> You're enjoying this way too much. I am. In what... Oh, sorry. You just did that one. To earn his spot in the main event of WrestleMania 30, who oh, did Daniel Bryan defeat? Triple H. Why? Beat Triple H and he beat the other guys in Evolution in the main event. Lame. Which female wrestler was the first to hold the titles of Raw and SmackDown Women's Champion? Simultaneously? Probably Becky. Or is it... Wait. No! Alexa then, right? Okay. I don't so, even have to talk anymore. It's amazing. Okay, because that's... That's why I at, tried to ask simultaneously because I do remember them toting Alexa Bliss as the first to do both, but then Becky was the only one to hold them t at the same time, so I wasn't sure if it was that. So that's, I don't know. I guess it depends how you take it. I guess. Um, <clears throat> what do we have left? Who hosted WrestleMania 33? New Day. Whoops. Sorry. Wrong one. No! Yes. <laughs> Sorry. I got it's just I like the no one so much. <laughs> Um, when Hulk Hogan won the WWE Championship for the first time, who did he beat? Iron Sheik. Correct. That one's easy. It's that big, ugly green bell with the In 2005, John Cena released a rap <clears throat> album called what? My time is now. No! <laughs> uh, Very close, though. Like, go with his catchphrase. can't see me. Correct. Oh, Second wow. guess. Creative. Kitten. The kitten. You just, I think I need to take this away from It's my new because there was a podcast I used to listen to that I'm sure nobody's ever heard of called Two Jacks in the Hole. And anytime they annoyed anyone, he, the host would always be like, he's sending a, ba a basket of apology kittens and it would he would have the meowing constantly. Made me laugh. Uh, last one. Can you name the first person in WWE history to pin Mr. Perfect? Uh. I got my thumb over the no. I'm ready. I purposely put one you might not know. Texas Tornado. No hint. No! <laughs> I feel like it's probably Warrior, right? No. No. But think of big names like that. Hogan? Yeah, unfortunately. Unfortunately, That's it was. That's what I thought. It but was I Hulk didn't. Hogan. I couldn't think of a time they would have wrestled other than. I know Perfect was the runner-up of the 90 Rumble, mm -hmm. but I didn't. that's not painful. Well, thank you for indulging me in my sound effects. Now that I know I can just Bluetooth sound effects in, that's pretty fun. Yeah, I don't regret it at all. I'm trying to limit them because I could play them nonstop. But anyways, we heard a few <laughs> of my favorites. But anyways, we'll move back into talking about the week that was in wrestling. We'll look at things we liked and didn't on other things we watched. I'll even mention a bit of Ring of Honor. It's what we call High Spots and Rest Holds.
Yes, I can hear it. I think you're the only person in the world listening to Cassius Ono's theme <laughs> on their own time. Not that I don't love me some Cassius Ono. I don't know I why. Do. I, I think I saw a news thing. I could like, hear it out of your headphones. <clears throat> oh no! Yeah, he might be coming back to the ring or something. Hey. I love him, okay? So you got a reprieve <clears throat> from Raw this week. Not that you watch it, but you didn't even Raw have to and look. SmackDown, actually. Because it was a highlight show. They, I got pulled, this... they pulled an Impact. There's, I guess they this is the week impact. of Best Of, actually. It was. And Impact, I saw it was the main event was the osprey Bailey match, which I guess was awesome. I forgot to mention in the news. Yeah, they put that full thing on YouTube. I guess I can talk about Impact thing real quick. I'll just get their awards out of the way now and then. Do it. can get NXT. Match of the Year was the aforementioned Bailey osprey Makes sense. Wrestle of the Year, Alex Shelley, of course. Makes Moment sense. of the Year was them returning to TNA. Of course, they're gonna, they have to say that. X Division Star of the Year? Uh, Bailey? Yes. And that is it. That's Gave okay. myself a game show ding there. You didn't hear because you took oh, headphones okay. off. That's right. I guess. I mean, I could put them back in. Uh, Maybe. So I'm going to talk about NXT. Almost everything that was on there, I think, since I don't have impact to talk about, I kind of hit everything. And you joined in about halfway, I know that. So you did not see the opener was the all-or-nothing tag team match. And it's Chase U taking on Out the Mud. Do you remember what this is for and what it's about? So they have half the money. They get the other half if they win. If OTM win, Chase don't get the money, and they get a title shot. Very good. So somehow Tony <clears throat> D and Stax are fine with this arrangement that get, makes them Fighting champions, I guess. I guess they are baby faces now. So yes, that's what it is for the other half of the money they need to save the university. They have to be out the mud. So early on, your boy Lucian Price is controlled by Chase yeah. U. I don't know why I find him interesting. With the though. he's kind of he's got some physical charisma. He's such a big, yeah, powerful like, dude, well, like Goldberg-ish. The, Animalistic mannerisms that they mentioned. It's yeah. just, it's interesting. To so me. frequent tags uh, and use of the five count to double team here. Tony D and Stax are then shown watching from up in the balcony. Price sidekick stops Chase and Bronco Nima comes in and Nima controls Chase while yelling at Tony and Stax as they're watching from the stands. Price sort of slithers around awkwardly just to hit a corner clothesline. Like I didn't think the setup yeah. it'd be like doing what Orton does and then hitting something super basic. Basically. <laughs> Which also Orton does. So. He does. Uh, eventual hot tag to Duke Hudson. He cleans house, including uh, Death Valley Driver to Price onto Nima. I think it was in the corner. Actually, no, it wasn't. It was in the middle of the ring, I think. Scripps then gets on the apron, because can't forget about him, to talk to Chase. As Hudson chases Scripps away, uh, Chase tags himself in, uh, telling Hudson, I've got this. And then Chase comes off the ropes into a Price sidekick, and out the mud hit their finisher, which I forget what it is. I thought it looked really lame. And it's over in six minutes. Um, so really basic match, almost no wrestling moves here, probably mostly due to out the mud's inexperience. Just kind of brawling and basic stuff for the vast majority. So I think what we're supposed to get is Scripps was talking to Chase and it's like the match is fixed somehow. Because um, then Chase immediately tagged himself in and took the loss. So I don't know what's going on or how it that makes That feels sense, a little but... too meta for me because, you know, everything's fixed already. And... Technically. So it's like now it's fixed even in the fixed universe you know right what I mean? and like, why would he risk not getting all the money unless scripts has some sort of i don't know i'm putting I, too much thought I, into it's, it it's just it brain hurt i've liked a lot of the chase you stuff this the whole um gambling problem losing the university is a bridge too far for me um creed brothers win tag team of the year that makes sense tiffany stratton wins nxt female superstar all, makes sense as well and dragonov male superstar all i think that, that kind of makes tracks. sense but i thought it was just it's kind of weird because he kind of became champ late so he did like, i don't know it's i yeah they're probably sort of like you could have made a case for mellow you could for sure like 
Uh, speaking of Mello, he's backstage with Trick. They're talking about Ilya getting hurt by Ridge Holland last week. Uh, Trick is thinking of pushing the match back, right? Doing the honorable, like, I want Dragunov to be at 100%. But again, because Mello is teasing a bit of healness, he's kind of like, don't do that. Why would you do that? Beat him. Um, Trick then is sort of like, don't you think I can beat Ilya if he's 100%? Uh, and Mello just kind of, I don't, I think he kind of do dodges the question is like, you're I mean, red, I wouldn't if Mello can. you're red hot right now. You should take your shot when you have your shot sort of thing. And again, I like it. It's kind of like that is the heel Mello is just barely below the surface. Right. Um, but again, I needed to keep moving forward. They tend to get stuck in a kind of holding pattern with it. We then get a heritage cup match. The worst one I've seen, because I generally really like them. Not that this was terrible, but it's no Dar, Josh Briggs and um Briggs my first note Briggs is a stupid baby face so he decides not to have anyone at ringside because he's don't doing you, like need a cornerman though like... and that's the dumb part a metaphor are there so he has Dar has three other people there with so him. so even if you didn't have a faction it'd be smart to have someone and b it's a match where you have a corner person in between rounds so dumb decision but yeah. anyways uh Dar is a crafty heel but he keeps getting overpowered by Briggs in round one Briggs releases from a powerbomb uh, as the round ends, sort of to showcase that is something Noam Dar would never do, right? He would hit that damn powerbomb after the bell for sure. Um, and my note, could commentary talk about Briggs being all alone more? It's one of those like <laughs> storyline, 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 storyline sort of things. Um, more of Briggs countering Dar's submissions with power moves. Briggs hits a big clothesline and pins Dar to end round two early. Commercial break eats all of round three as it always does, but the last 30 seconds. So they're battling on their apron, and as we're told that round three has been all Noam Dar, DDT on the apron and a kick to the head of Briggs on the barricade as the round ends. Round four, you get Dar with a series of running kicks to start. He then runs into a boot and takes a choke slam for a near fall. Dar starts working. Speaking of which, I'm going to pause right there. Did you know one of the matches on that NWA show, the controversial one? Was anytime there was a near fall, people had to take shots, and then the, all the or workers was it were pretending anytime to be drunk. They had, to, they had to do coke or whatever. It was just that no, they were saying it wasn't coke. It was some sort of root that James Mitchell was snorting. Right. Anyways, uh, Dar starts working Briggs' left leg and hits his back elbow along the way. Big right hand. Dar is down. Lash with the bucket. I guess that's used in the corner between rounds. A bucket shot to Briggs as the ref is checking on Dar, and then Jackson, Buckets. Miss Jackson, distracts the ref. Mensa reintroduces. Sure, I for always forget her name, so it's Jakara. Miss Jackson. Um, shout out to Outcast. So Mensa reintroduces <laughs> the bucket, but Briggs gets a hold of it and hits Dar as the ref turns around. Briggs gets a DQ, which instantly ends the match, which I wasn't aware of. I thought it would just be a fall. I forgot but about it's that, over. but I've, I know they've mentioned that. I know they've mentioned that. Um, so, I mean, they really, really telegraphed the numbers game would be the difference in this match. I found that really annoying by commentary pointing it out nonstop. You knew it was basically the finish, right? Um, it wasn't the worst Heritage Cup match. Uh, no, it was the worst one I can remember, but I don't think it was terrible. The part of the reason they're interesting is because it's a showcase for Dar, and this wasn't, right? It was Briggs in control for a lot of this, and his style doesn't suit Heritage Cup division to me anyways. No, I Ob think that was kind of the point, but also just... Uh, and nice. obviously this isn't over, but I don't really want any more of it, but I guess we're probably going to get it. I don't know. We'll see. Fraser and Axiom are chatting in the kitchen. Fraser starts talking crap about Braun Breaker as Braun walks up behind him. 
Braun tells him to slow down and think before he speaks because Fraser's gimmick is right. He'll never slow down because he's so fast. Fraser says he won't slow down. He didn't say anything he wouldn't say to Braun's face. Fraser asks if Braun's spear can catch up to him and Braun tells him to be careful what he wishes for. So this is now a couple times that Fraser's been speaking badly about people who walk up behind him. Um, so I don't think they know what to do with Fraser. This isn't really getting my attention either, but I still feel mm. like maybe there's a heel thing coming. Mm, seems he, like it. He has really good matches, so I can be patient. I like watching him wrestle, but everything else, I'm not sure what they're doing with him. We then get Cora Jade and Carmen Petrovich in a match, and Carmen Petrovich needs to stop wielding a sword on the way to the ring. It Drew just McIntyre. looks, it just looks silly to me. Yeah, I don't know why Drew McIntyre still does it. It's ridiculous. Jade hits a running back elbow to the back of Petrovich's head as she's leaning against the ropes. Brief flurry for Petrovich with kicks and forearms, including a buzzsaw kick to the back. Jade pulls Petrovich into the ropes, hits her DDT for the win. She looks to dish out more punishment after the match, but guess who makes the save? Gigi Dolan. Um, Jade is still essentially a mean girl, and it feels the same and stale and lazy and no different from what she was doing before her lengthy absence where we were assured she was coming back different. Uh, this match was three minutes and showcased nothing. And now we'll get Jade versus Dolan, which also is not interesting <laughs> to me. So I know they love Cora Jade, but I, I don't see it. Anyways, uh, Lexus King versus Riley Osborne in a breakout tournament. What is the semifinal already, right? Uh -huh. I believe so. King's, my first one question, King's entrance lasted through an entire commercial break. That sucks. Um, and will Chase use earlier setback beyond the mind of Riley Osborne? That's what we're told by commentary. A guy who was just shown to be affiliated with this school like two weeks ago is going to be really concerned about them losing the opening match, I guess. Anyways, holds encounters early as Trey Bearhill slowly comes down the ramp. Remember Lexus King attacked Bearhill with the steel chair and Once. that got King in the tournament. One chair shot of death, apparently. Um, we get a corner double stomp, single leg crab by King. Thea Hale is shown cheering for Riley Osborne. Obviously, she's up in the Chase U section, I believe. Osborne's then on fire with a leg lariat and a standing, twisting moonsault. Backbreaker and a straight jacket backstabber by King. I actually like that combination. King sets up for a superplex, but Bear Hill grabs the chair he's been sitting on in the ramp watching the match, walks towards King, who obviously gets distracted by this. He's pushed off the uh, ropes to the mat, just in a right spot for Osborne to hit his does-look-nice shooting star press. It's over in under four minutes. King narrowly escapes a beatdown from Bear Hill after the match, so obviously King is sp sp uh, spinning off into a feud angle story with Bear Hill. Hooray. <laughs> and Osborne's an impressive athlete, right? He's very like Matt Seidalish kind of thing. Um, and actually, King's offense in this really short match seems a little better than usual with some back targeting going on. Um, storyline and in real life, King continues to be a miss, right? Like he doesn't win matches as this new second generation superstar. He just loses all the time. Um, and he kind of looks weak in the process of losing. Anyways, he's a big miss for me this year. NXT match of the year, Carmelo Hayes versus Ilya Dragunov at no mercy. Fair moment of the year. What do you think? Disagree. Oh, it was Taker, wasn't it? It was. Undertaker appears and choke slams Braun Breaker. It was either going to be that or Cena. I guess. Uh, Eva, I forgot who that was, but she's the de facto... Ava. Oh, Eva. The de facto um, authority figure here, I guess. 
is asked by Kelly Kincaid about Ilya Dragunov's condition. She says no one has heard from him all week, but he's on his way here to decide if next week's match will happen. So then we get Nathan Frazier and Braun Breaker, and I made a note that you started watching at this point. Braun is overpowering early. Fraser is fast and elusive, but a Braun shoulder tackle flattens Fraser. Braun picks up and throws Fraser into the corner as a counter to something Fraser was setting up to do. Braun then manhandles Fraser, stays in control for a while here. Fraser eventually slips out of a suplex attempt, run the ropes super fast to confuse Braun. He does the same thing um, Leo Rush does. I saw it. it but was I think it looks though, it yeah. looks awesome. It actually looked like he was avoiding Braun and Braun was having trouble, so I kind of liked it. We get a gut check, had to ask you what it was called, and a beal by Braun after a huge release German suplex. Braun pulls Fraser off the ropes and Fraser hits an inseguri to slow do uh, Braun down finally. Fraser then in control for a bit with a dive to the floor, a missile drop kick to send Braun into the ring steps. Fraser goes off the top but is caught and hit with an instant world's strongest slam. I thought it looked really good. Braun just crushed him with yeah, it. Yeah, like a snap slam, yeah. Fraser super kick for two, back up top, missed Phoenix splash with a roll through, but then Braun kind of follows it in with a huge spear, looked pretty good too, and the match is over. I thought you caught the best match of this week on this show. Fraser's quickness and Braun's power and explosiveness on display, a nice contrast of styles. Each man got a bit of time to shine, more Braun than Fraser, but that's kind of what you expect. Braun is a beast with a couple memorable spots, right? The catch into the power slam. The spear and the, looked awesome. The spear looked really good. Um, and again, this constant losing for Fraser, I think there's some sort of character change, more significant coming for him, hopefully. You saw this as well. Drew Gulak and company. What's the name again? No quarter catch crew. Yes. Gulak says that he's learned the hard way that you have to do things... Uh, some some way in in WWE, I can't remember what he said. Says that Dragon Lee and the NWO uh, LWO, sorry, are going to pay. They all kind of each man in the group gets to say some sort of threatening thing, and Gulak says they're challenging Lee, Wild, and Cruz to a six man tag at New Year's Evil. NXT is about to become a no fly zone, so we're doing. I like that you brought that back. I do, uh, and I'm willing to give this group a chance, but they need to do something to elevate themselves beyond like the mid car fodder they've kind of been for a while. I like Dempsey a lot. And I think Kemp has potential too. And at this point, though, like I think you would agree, Gulak's good in the ring. But if he's the leader of your group, this your ceiling is mid-card, mm -hmm. right? There's no... So I think, fantasy booking, forgive me, everybody, Regal comes. He's got to be ready to go at some point. He leads this group a little bit, grooms his own son to take it over. And it leads to a Dempsey-Gulak feud for like leadership of the group or whatever. Yeah, um, like a kind of a NXT. I Black hope Bowl? I don't know because I, I like Dempsey, but they need to get his career moving a bit faster. And being in this group, like he needs to outgrow this group. I love quickly. Dempsey. Yeah, me too. Um, so we'll see what happens. And then obviously, like Dempsey and his dad would feud or split, and at some point, I would think. Anyways, uh, what's his name? Brooks Jensen and Fallon Henley walk up to Josh Briggs and say that he almost had it in the Heritage Cup match. And maybe if they were out there with him, things could have been different, but that's not what Briggs wanted. Jensen says Briggs helped him, and he can see that Briggs wants to become a singles guy. He says Fallon should accept Tiffany's challenge, and she says she'd like to see Tiffany become her servant, because that's the gimmick there. Uh, Briggs says he loves them. Fallon says it's over. Jensen says one last time, and they put their hands together and do their shake. The other two split and leaving Jensen there all alone. He says they're his family, and he's I don't know. I don't, again, really close on the heels of the mellow trick 
split sort of thing. It kind of feels the same, but it is moving a lot faster. Who becomes the heel? I guess Jensen, because he's abandoned. He already kind of did it once. So. Right. So I don't know where this is going. I'm not super interested. It's it's like mellow trick, light, light, light. You saw this Ariana Grace. I don't know if you'd seen much yeah, of her they character. they tried to rip off the shield, which made me annoyed. Ariana thanks Ava for her time and tells her about the tragedy in the locker room oh, last yeah. week. This was kind of amazing. Where she was viciously attacked by Roxy. Um, she says she still has a mark on her face. Unfortunately, she has really good bone structure, but it doesn't excuse what Roxy did. She suggests Ros Roxy be enrolled in anger management courses. And Ava says the next step for Roxanne is a match with uh, Ariana Grace at New Year's Evil. Grace asks how Roxy took the rejection, sort of like I assume you told her she couldn't have the match, right? But of course, surprise, surprise. She thinks it's a great idea. The match is going to happen. A baby face. But Grace is good, right? She's funny in this role as like the... She thinks she's being a baby face, but she's being a condescending prick yeah. to everybody. I kind of enjoy I it. I like him. Yep. Uh, we then get Lyra Valkyria and Blair Davenport. Did I get the name right? I did. Yeah, you did. Without you even did. thinking. Good job. It's a new era. I thought it was weird because um, I had I was running universe mode and I had Blair Davenport in a match. And then yeah. later on I had Rollins and he's built from Davenport, Iowa, which is just, it's just. <laughs> I remember thinking that when I first saw her name too. I was like, Davenport. So they sit down with not Mackenzie or Kelly because I don't know what her name is. Oh, I know who it is, too. And I don't know her name, but... Not oh, Mackenzie or Kelly. It's not Megan Moran, either, because no. I know what she looks like. Oh, who Look is... it up. Okay. Blair is asked why it took so long, and Blair says if, Lyra... Let me see if John knows. Uh, blew her knee out in NXT UK. She's no, got no... Lyra counters that Blair has been avoiding her and points out how she's not like Blair, who had to attack people from behind in the parking lot. Davenport says that she did it because she had to make people pay attention. And Lyra points out that Nikita Lyons came back and attacked her. Blair says she won the Iron Survivor Challenge and Lyra wishes anyone else had won. Lyra counters that uh, and welcomes the competition from Davenport. Megan is her name. Don't know what the last name Megan's is. Something. Megan asks both what will sure happen. Not, that's not Megan Moran, but like... Oh, I don't is know. it not? It's not Mega Moran. I know New it's not Mega Moran. At New Year's Evil, Lyra knows Davenport will do anything to win the title and wants the title to be named well i would just like to point out an inconsistency in, or an error in john's review he in the i just because i'm scrolling by in the review of the uh, segment with the country people he said they never won any titles or anything like that they were uk tag that's champs correct. for no reason how dare you john yeah that's ridiculous lyra says she wants it because it proves she's the best blair says that uh Why she saw I... lyra rise and she will be the reason for her fall totally fine neither of them are great on the mic but neither are is terrible either I guess it was a solid recap of their history, even predating NXT uh, US. Needs a bit more fire Why? from one or both of them, though. Uh, both are good in the ring and among the most experienced in NXT, so I have some hope that the match will be better than the build. The build's been fine, but I hope the match is good. We then get breakout semifinals again. You saw this. It's Oba Femi taking on Tavion Heights. Uh, Heights tries to suplex and take down Femi early, but he can't because Femi is a really, really big, I think, shot putter is his previous career. That sounds, makes sense. Femi takes over with some ground and pound and a nice Uranagi backbreaker. Um, Femi goes back to basics. He Sarah then... Schreiber. Oh, okay. That so not Megan. Right. No, Megan Morant's uh, on the bump, my least favorite thing in existence. He picks up uh, Tavion Heights and just kind of throws him across the ring like shot putter style. Heights hits a Death Valley driver, German suplex, and belly-belly to over overhead. Again, I think it's the same sequence before. Impressive because Femi's huge. So Heights has some charisma, right? And some energy and whatever. I don't know Definitely what you Definitely got energy. He does. Uh, sudden uh, Oba Femi clothesline stops Heights' little flurry. 
Pop-up faceplant, pop-up powerbomb, Femi wins in just over four minutes. A bunch of quick matches again this week. A little bit annoying. Femi showed a bit more here, I thought, but I he still looks really inexperienced to me. Um, Heights was impressive with the consecutive throws of a huge man, and I like his fire and charisma. Femi and Osborne at least sets up a nice contrast of styles, but like, how long of a match can these two guys have? Not... Like, can you get eight minutes? I don't know. Uh, maybe if Tavion Heights had someone else, but I don't think Femi's very... Um, Again, this is the anti-continental um, classic, classic. Yeah. For sure. Uh, we get a Ridge Holland interview yeah, next week. Yeah, because the storyline cool. you get in this tournament is one chair shot, Lexus King in. Right. And then he's got Guy back. Yeah, like that's the storyline you get. Instead of all the C2 stuff we already went over. Battle of the Joes. Joe Gacy, Joe Coffee. Battle of the Joes. Gacy in control early. He's sent to the floor. Gallus distract him. Joe Coffey hits him with a dive. The crowd is amusing themselves with some Joe Forever chants, I think. Backbreaker and like a Vader bomb elbow drop by Coffey in the corner. Gacy back in control with a Saito and a backdrop before a dive of his own. Sorry, I called it a Saito. Doomsday. My mistake. Okay. Uranagi by Gacy as Gallus get on the apron. Hank and Tank come down to take care of Wolfgang and Mark Coffey. As Gacy hits his handspring clothesline for the win in less than four minutes, even two inexperienced dudes who can actually wrestle I do get four minutes. I, don't, I honestly just remember the finish. Solid back and forth, super short. A way to get Hank and Tank in there, I guess. But what is Gacy doing at this point? No, because I saw he was like, and then he's like running off after. I don't understand what his thing is. There, he played. They played his theme, so and he was all like, right, confused, same theme confused, as happy, but like. Then I saw like a thing they posted on Instagram like he's like running off after and like, I don't understand. It's not super interesting. Um, Megan, maybe not Megan, I guess. Sarah Shreebert. Asked the LWO and Dragon Lee about the no quarter catch cruise challenge from earlier. And of course they say yes. Um, they said they're going to lucha or something. Wild says they can't let that group diss their style or something. Electra Lopez walks in, remember, and they complain about something. Cruz says they're really proud of her because she's Electra done Lopez. nothing. Because remember, she's with Electra. She's Lola Vice. But yeah, I know. So they're oh, like, yeah. they're proud of Electra Lopez for getting what? a friend, I guess. Uh, and Lola's kind of like disinterested or just kind of standing there. I don't know. Don't know what it was doing. Didn't add anything. Main event time it's Dijak, it's Eddie Thorpe in NXT Underground. Eddie Thorpe is in war paint and on the war path. These are not words you're supposed to use anymore. But they did. You can't use war paint. I mean, it's sort of that whole. I mean, they have said they savages. Have, they have said that stereotype. for like other people though, so I feel like that's okay. I guess. Like they, they, they've definitely used the terminology for Finn Balor. I know they have. Yeah. So in that regard, I feel like that's okay. So NXT Underground, no ropes, lighting is dark, a whole bunch of talent surround the ring and bang on the apron in an annoying manner as this <laughs> drags on. Um, no rules either, so the ref is just there to count the pinfall. I think. No so, pinfalls, submission or knockout. Sorry, Dummy. Just there to do yeah. that. Uh, Thorpe with a big knee and a German suplex, followed by a submission attempt. Dijak goes for a choke slam, but Eddie uh, counters with a triangle choke. So Dijak obviously picks him up into a power bomb to break that. Eddie gets thrown into the ring post, heading into a commercial. I don't get picture in picture, so I don't know what happens during the commercial. We get a Dijak somersault dive to Thorpe on the floor after the break. German suplex and a brain buster by Thorpe as he eludes Dijak's strikes. Sleeper by Thorpe, but Dijak throws himself backwards onto the mat to shift the momentum again. Discus boot by Dijak, then another. Thorpe counters a third discus boot with an insiguri. 
Uh, Thorpe German suplexes Dijak to the floor because there's no ropes, right? Uh, and Dijak kind of flips out and lands on his that feet. That was cool. It was, it was crazy. But... It really was. It looked great. Um, then a pretty much immediate feast your eyes to Thorpe on the floor. Dijak then a bunch of security. He starts fighting off security. Security, I was a little confused. No, he started, just snapped. He was just attacking the randos. The people uh, at ringside, the I guess. Dijak runs at Thorpe, but gets backdropped onto the edge of the apron. Looked pretty good as well. Dijak is down, but wraps a belt or a leather strap, they said. It looked like a belt to me, around his hand. Thorpe blocks the punch with the belt on it and hits an impaler DDT, which they're calling, what was it again? Manifest Destiny. Oh, that's, before that's so lame. whipping Dijak with the strap. Thorpe sleeper, but Dijak runs Thorpe into the post. Powerbomb gets countered into Hurricane Rana that sends Dijak to the floor. Cactus elbow drop by Thorpe, and then another impaler DDT on the floor. But Dijak won't let the ref stop the match, and he kind of like goozles the ref here, right? The ref's Goozle. like, that's a funny word. Um, Thorpe sleeper on the floor. Dijak backs into the barricade, but Thorpe, ha uh, Thorpe still hangs on. Dijak climbs the steps with Thorpe on his back. Thorpe transitions into another impaler, this time off the steps through the announce table, and the match is over after 16 minutes, basically. I actually like this. I liked it better than the first underground match, although a lot of people love that, so I, I was a little less enamored with it than a lot, but I thought this was a good main event for NXT. Dijak continues to shine in big matches. I thought this was Thorpe's best match, maybe, or a lot better than a lot of his work so far. Um... I'm not sure how much the underground part added to it. I just don't like the match stipulation. But I fight enjoyed pit, it. This is not. I don't, and I don't I know like pit. if this is Thorpe's like signature match now and why he deserves this. I don't know how it fits his character either. While I am glad they're not doing some over the top stereotypical right Native American right. thing, I also don't understand how this really works for him. And what do you do with Dijak? He's so good in ring, but like so yeah, bad really, everywhere uh, else. It really sucks they don't have Stoke anymore. He needs. So I don't know what they I need feel to like do. If but if they had kept the original vision for Diamond Mine, he could have. He could have been because to me with the mouthpiece, he's like he could be a North American champion. You know what I mean? I don't know if he's ever your main champion, no. but he has really good matches. Anyways, I, I thought this was good. If he was in the OG Diamond Mine where they were like heels, where they had like the fighter kind of thing, yeah, I think he would fit in there with um, Malcolm Bivens or Stokely Hathaway, yeah, in there, and uh, you know Tyler Rust being on TV and doing things. Amazing. It's, Tyler Rust, the good old days. Yeah. Uh, then we end the show with Ilya and Trick at a table together, and Ilya's in a neck brace. Trick asks if Ilya can strap <laughs> he's up. He's just going to be like, Trick. <laughs> strap up the boots for next week because he's not holding back. I Trick's, thought that was lame. Trick signs the contract and says they can push the match if they need more time. Ilya says, unfortunately, nothing and no one can stop him. Sir, can he I ask why they were in like a police interrogation room? Pulls off the neck brace? I don't know. Uh, it's like it. when Eric Young and uh, Diener, the murder yeah. scene. Uh, they stand up, stare down, shake hands to end the show. Fine. I can't imagine Trick wins, although I guess if they really, really want to see this all the way through. But uh, I don't know. Anyways, any thoughts from you? Um, No. It's a pretty standard remember. segment. Uh, I just thought the room was really lame. It's just and it's like, not like it Trick's a good thing. talker, and I don't think this was the best. It was just of really it. like short and like an unnecessary add-on. If you weren't gonna like add more to it, it was. Uh, and then obviously SmackDown just kind of happens. So I don't of. think you have. Oh, it was a best of as well. The Triple H giving the talent the week off. What a guy! First time in like fifty years for these people. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so that will then, you said you don't really have figuring it out, but we do have a preview to do, right? We do. So we will move into a preview of, I guess, since it's after midnight, tonight, tonight's AEW pay-per-view, which is called, I forget, because I want to say end World's of the world. I want to say end of the world. It's not. It's world's end. So we'll preview that quickly right about now. All right. I did put in a little bit of prep. I actually looked at the match card and thought about some stuff. So Keep some I thought were pretty easy and some less so. So what yep. do you got for okay. me? So I'll I'll run through my picks and then we'll obviously New Year's after just in case I Oh I know what I forgot. Some genius Pause. I didn't talk about Ring of Honor. Ready? Here it goes. Who cares? Nyla Rose beat Alejandra Lion. Literally they said local talent. So this is like dark or elevation hundred percent now. It is. I'm told, pretty I told Peter you. Avalon lost to Throw the most back. impressive person on the night. Zach Knight. Do you know who that is? That isn't it? Is that? that is Soraya's brother. That's who I was talking. And he actually looked That's pretty intense and decent. The funny thing is, though, he's not super huge. And they kept talking about him like he's a big powerhouse. Zach Zodiac. Because he was facing uh, Peter Avalon, who's pretty small. Yes. Uh, Iron Savages and Jack Jameson yep. lost to the Von Erics and ah. um, Brian Keith. And the Von Erics aren't good, dude. They look good. Like they're both in shape and whatnot, but they do not wrestle very Brian well. Brian Keith is good. Then um, Kira Hogan, Lady Frost, Trisha Dora took on Taya Valkyrie, the Renegades, and Taya and the Renegades won. Taya what a star-studded lineup, eh? Tony Nese uh, beat Joey Hyder, another local talent. Hey, Tony Nese is cool, though. Billy Starks beat Vert Vixen. She did. Oh, Vert Vixen. Billy Starks did like nothing, hit a, hit a swanton, and won. Like, I did not see a lot out of her. And then the main event, Paige beat uh, Johnny TV because Dalton Castle who has beef with Johnny TV, I John, guess. Remember Johnny TV screwed him at the pay-per-view for no reason? Yeah, and, and Dalton Castle hasn't slept in weeks now. Dalton Castle is funny, though. So anyways, so there's your Ring of Honor Turbo review. Great, because I was going to lose sleep if you didn't. It is not worth watching, still. Can confirm. I checked in. It's not good. Pay-per-view delivered, which begs, it did. The, begs it did. the question how. So let's preview this, okay. sucker. Um, so I'll run down the match. I'll give yep. you my pick in case I have some genius Yep. that convinces you of something. You might. Although we tend to agree. Okay, zero hour, two matches, not swerve. No, no hopefully swerve. not. Um, Hook versus Wheeler Yuta, FTW championship. I know this might be surprising, but FTW rules. Whoa. Um, not much reason for you to win here, hoping for a fun match, but kind of clear Hook wins. Hook wins. That title is with him. Without it, he has nothing, and I don't. Yeah. Not that that title's much, but yeah, it's staying okay. there. 20-man uh, battle royal for a TNT title shot. I saw an interesting thing from what culture, so I'm saying I'm going to agree with them. Luchasaurus wins. He's either told to lay down for Christian if he retains, or Christian tries to usurp his title shot if Copeland wins the title. Yeah, I think I that's have, the only thing that makes sense. I have sense. to pick a winner when I don't even know who's in it? Yeah, so I'm going with that. That just seems like uh, something that would make sense. I'll go Jay White because he needs a rehab. He's in a match. Do you want to change oh, that pick? I do want to change I will give you that. Uh, who's going to face Christian Cage? I don't know. Well, it could know. be. That depends. Do you think Christian's winning? Because that could also affect your pick. I don't think Christian is winning. So bear that in mind. So I don't even know who's in this thing, though. That's why I'm thinking that that, that just makes like a makes sense to me. Luchasaurus has the storyline potential. Uh, and I don't want to take Miro or Andrade. They're somebody that need a quick win. They're also in a they're match already against involved each other. in stuff. I don't know who is even likely to be in this thing. Mm, uh, I'll take, I, my pick makes I'll sense. take Takeshita. He's probably in a match too. Remember? 
the months it's either him or Fletcher in the match, so I wouldn't pick him. I'll give you one more chance okay, to pick I'll someone take not a match. Malachi Black. <laughs> really? Yep. That's who's winning it. Mark my words. You heard it <laughs> That's here first. You throwing a pick right there. Yeah, heard it here <laughs> That's first. You throwing a pick. I'm telling you, it's oh, Luchasaurus. Yeah. Watch me call that. Nah, I mean we'll see. Thanks to what culture. Tony Storm Riho. Uh, AW wins World Championship. I don't really care either way. I can't see Rio winning. Though, Tony so Storm wins, Storm. retains. They're loving this character yeah. that I'm not loving as champion. Yeah, I kind of soured on. Okay. Me too. Uh, then this one becomes tricky because this is the uh, all-star eight-man tag, a.k.a. remnants this of the C2. This isn't tricky. Sting's in it, bro. No, this is not that. Oh, sorry. Different what match. is it? It is Brian Danielson, Clio Casagnoli, oh, Mark okay. Briscoe, and Daniel Garcia versus Jay White, Jay Lethal, Roosh, and Brody King. So this one's kind of a wash because it's a thrown together of the with the Continental Classic remnants. So I would really hope this heel side wins because I love Switchblade and Roosh and Brody are sick. But I feel like the babyface side will win not just because that tends to happen, but also because I feel like it could be a win for Garcia and Briscoe who lost most I of the agree. time. So I think I feel that's like them a win. That's um, my instincts is that side okay, as well. So now I got to type these four names. As much as I love Brody Claudio. King. He got a lot out of the tournament, and Garcia did not. So. Neither did Briscoe. And Briscoe as well. Yeah, and Switchblade definitely got a lot of it, so there's that. Uh, Swerve Strickland, Keith Lee. I feel like there could be a solid chance Keith Lee wins to finally get some someone to payback. But Stop, you're off the podcast. I feel We're like now I open auditions that. for a replacement. <laughs> but, like, um, I also feel like that'd be a huge momentum killer for Swerve. I feel like he's at a point where he needs to be beating guys like Keith Lee, and this feels somewhat beneath him now. So In his sleep. Has to be Swerve. It's Swerve. If it's not Swerve, I will punch this building to the ground. <laughs> Do it. Um, Andrade El Idolo versus Miro. Uh, I can't say I'm over invest in this one. Should be good in the Andrade. ring, but the storyline does not hit for me. Kind of took a pause when Andrade is in C2. Um, so it feels like the time has kind of come and gone for Miro. I just don't feel it with him anymore. I feel like there's still a chance for them to do something with Andrade, so I feel like he has to get some momentum or else... And I feel like let he him, just let picked up momentum from the tournament, yeah. so you can't stop now. So let him go, because I've heard he might go back to WWE, so either do something with him or let him go. And it doesn't feel like you know what you're doing with Miro, so no need to give him a win right now. I think Andrade has to win. Yep. Uh, Julia Hart, Abaddon. Julia so. Hart. Yeah, I'm just Julia Hart. She's in the embassy of Iran, and Abaddon's on a huge start, because where no. did she come from? Internet, yeah, the grave. Okay. Um, other eight man tag Jericho Sting team versus Ricky Starks, Big Bill. And it's so they you said Sting, right? So Powerhouse Hobbs and Takeshita, or it might be Fletcher. It's either Fletcher or Takeshita, it's unknown. So I, I'm i gonna agree with that, but the, I'm just saying this is one of those cases where I really want to be wrong. The Don Costa man has a great track record in multi man tags, and I would like them to keep that. And with them finally resurfacing on TV this past week, I would like them to pick up a W and get back on track. But Sting. Starks and Bill can benefit as well. <laughs> However, when you look at who's on the Babyface side, it's clear that that probably won't be the case. Sting never loses, he never loses even in multi-man tags. Correct. And Jericho being on the same side as him doesn't help the heels' chances. St- Team Sting for the win, unfortunately, but I'd love to be proven wrong. I agree. It's Sting just because he always wins and he's yeah. on his way out. Well, maybe they'll like... Throw us a bone. And, like, he's losing before his final tour, but I yeah. don't think so. Uh, Christian Cage, Adam Copeland, TNT, Talon, ODQ. Another case where I'd hope to be wrong. Feels like Copeland will get some payback here and get even with Christian with one win apiece. I'm glad he, Christian won the first match, but I feel like you could agree where I always felt like it was leading to a rematch here. Um, I'd love for Christian to win by shenanigans again, but I don't know what they could do that's new other than... I could see Luchasaurus costing Edge because he wants to be Christian for the title. You yeah. know what I mean? For for that Batista payoff. 
So either way, I hope they tell a story with Luchasaurus in the aftermath. But I just feel like Edge wins. I really want to be wrong. But... I'll take Christian just because we need something different. Okay. Um, and I, I really right. just think that they're like, he's so great with this title right now. Why would he I, take That's it what I would think him? too. But I feel like them it still looks like it's set up for edge edge in that lineage is just something they would want to do and so. just the way wrestling works he yeah. needs to get a win back but i i really want to be Christian. wrong i really want to be wrong uh then moxley and eddie in the c2 finals the result here is pretty clear to me eddie finally beat dance in the semis and now it's time for him to be the other ace of the company Agreed. moxley eddie's promo works for the tournament has been phenomenal this win is more than well deserved in addition he also keeps the titles he put on the line in this whole thing i hate to root against my main guy moxley again but eddie winning just makes sense and i'm gonna be super happy for him when he gets that moment would you say eddie's gonna finish the story <laughs> he is gonna finish the story <laughs> right I, I think so too this sets up for and again moxie would be the guy like yes this is what we especially have to if do. like that's his one of his best friends yep. then absolutely. it's just good writing it's a good story so yeah. uh it's kingston pretty confident. um yeah then we got our main event which is mj and samoa joe for the aw world championship i've seen some people so... pick samoa joe which i think is ridiculous no. And that's from someone who loves Samoa Joe. I love I Samoa Joe. Um, it's been a rocky road to get here with all the highs and lows. I've seen some people pick Joe to win here too, and maybe he could with involvement from the devil. I just no. don't see it. I just don't see it. Um, as much as I love Joe, as do you, and I think he deserves a run. I'm I fine think, if he does win, but he's not I going to. I think he deserves a run, but I honestly just think the time's not right, and so I don't think he'll ever get it. I just don't see it happening. As someone like Switchblade or especially Swerve needs it more and would benefit from it more because they just... Both of those guys are at the top of their game now. They're in their prime. They deserve a top run. Um, I think MJF must retain here. Or sorry, he will retain here. And then we must, we must, we must get the reveal of the devil. Because if it doesn't reveal now, who cares? Do it now. Mm -hmm. Do it now. I think they need to as well. But I would uh, definitely agree. It's and if MJF. it's not Adam Cole, I will punch a hole in the wall, Andy style. We're both. And if be you angry. think I won't, I will do it. If Swerve loses and they don't. Reveal Adam Cole. It's I will be punch two day. holes and we'll two race walls. down here to re to do a pod. You know what? I will kick something. You know, actually, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go to Walmart tomorrow. I'm gonna buy a steel chair because I know they have them there. And they then do. if they don't do what I want, I'm gonna start hitting something outside a tree. I will beat that diving rock we have at the pool. I will beat that rock senseless. Fair enough. They if it's not Adam Cole, so help me God. So did we only disagree on one? They've created a violent monster. No, you picked Malachi Black and a Battle Royal. Oh well that's gonna be impossible <laughs> to get right. But anyway. <laughs> I think I I think I got that. Uh, we'll see. Uh so I think that's it, yeah? We yep. still hit two hours, even with not as much stuff to talk about, because yep. that's what we do. Yep. That's that's just that's how we roll, I guess. So we'll if we love or hate or have time, I guess. We might review uh, yep. tomorrow's show. Just know there's time, a potential but... for violence because of what they've done. And then the best of is almost ready to go. Worst could, of, I'll I have to get back to. I could see it in the coming week. Me I too. think best of is, for me, I'm good to go. I'm just waiting on you. And worst of, I am starting to uh, finish up. Nice. On. So look for that. Those are always fun ones. I'll even try to do Agreed. some video for those, I think. Maybe. We'll definitely be back here for 181 next Saturday. And until then, everybody, happy new year. And take care.